like today she's like do you have a helmet like what helmet do you want on there and i'm like uh and so yeah i just it's rose m1 yeah oh funny i was like here you go copy that so so i was the, the few things i well there's only three things that i was going to bring up i love it um, is mike sawing like your wall in half right now yeah what's that sawing that's sound? fine that? i just want to yeah. know what to expect He's working on 3D printing okay, stuff. Right, okay. Oh, the, the, okay. the Nostromo flight recorder is going? <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Scuttlebutt, the war movie review podcast. This week, we're headed to the second century to take a look at the 2010 film, The Centurion, set amongst the mysterious loss of the 9th Legion in Northern Britannia. As always, I'm joined by Mike A. Yo. Mike B. Hey, hey. Nate from Actually, fuck you. Bleeping that out. There we go. And our residential general historian, Sean. Hello. So, guys, what do you think? I'm putting a big old, like, duck quack or something in front of that. You ain't getting that in me. No, no way. Nuh-uh. Fucking tried. So, this week we have a guest with us. Sean, who's a good friend of mine and Nate's, uh, he worked at a lot of museums and stuff and a uh, big fan of Roman history and stuff. So we had him on this week to just enlighten us for the things we don't because know. We don't know apparently shit a lot. about this fucking era at all. Right. right. So, I yeah, a bit. <laughs> so, yeah, Sean, uh, thanks for coming on. Um, glad glad and, to get uh, out there. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm just uh, I'm curious. Should we have Sean go first since he's the authority here? on the whole <laughs> So. If you want to set the tone, I'll, yeah. I'll set the tone by telling you um, this movie is about the disappearance of the Ninth Legion, as Brian said, and nobody actually knows what happened to the Ninth Legion. This is a battle that didn't happen. The main story of the you know the main battle of the movie didn't happen. Um, so the Ninth Legion was last stationed in North Britain, around where Hadrian's Wall would soon be. Um, and all of a sudden, in about 122, 117 AD, the reign of Hadrian, Emperor Hadrian, it just ceases, it drops off all records. Nobody really knows what happened to it. So all this speculation came out, and this is more recent with historical fiction becoming a thin. People kind of make up, well, what happened to the North Legion? Maybe it went north and was destroyed by the Picts, which is not the correct term for them that the movie uses, actually. Um, and maybe the, Roman, the Romans tried to cover it up to keep people from finding out what happened and thinking Rome was weak. And that's just like, probably BS. It's absolute crap. <laughs> um, more than likely, the Ninth Legion was transferred somewhere and was destroyed in a Parthian campaign in the later centuries, so maybe around 130 or something like that. Or there's speculation it was destroyed in the Second Jewish Rebellion, the Bar Kokhba Revolt, uh, which happened around 120, 130. Um, again, don't, I'm not, I can't remember exactly the dates, but basically what happened in this battle is historical fiction. And it has caught on with historical fiction. There's some evidence maybe it went to North Britain and it was destroyed, but more than likely, no, it didn't happen. Um, there's a good example, if I can just refute it real quick, Good example is the Teutonberg Forest Massacre, which most of the people know about, which is three legions march into North Germany and are totally wiped out. And the Romans didn't cover that up. So why would they cover up one legion when they lost three and nobody covered it up? Public opinion, stuff like that, does exist in our kind of sense today. So there's no real reason that they would cover it up. So let's just start off with that, that this is a, basically historical fiction, this movie. 
Cool. Right. But we need hot ass, you know, warriors hunting down our main. Yes, guys. we need we need for some reason pick the elusive warriors with weird spears that they don't use in the final battle right. for some they, reason. They look like um, the, I mean, I was thinking for some sometimes when I was watching this, I was like, is this Game of Thrones? Like, <laughs> the way it, it looked funny, like and it, funny enough, a lot of actors from Game of Thrones are in. I this know movie. that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I noticed that. But uh, yeah, I was like, these these guys are basically the wildlings that they're hunting them down, like from Game of Thrones. Yeah, it. It's, you know, the the picks is not the right term. That's a fourth century into the eighth century, well after the Western Roman Empire. It was called Pictland, was Northern Scotland. But they would have called themselves Caledonians or some sort of tribal thing. The Romans would have called them Britons. Picts is kind of the, the obviously a later term, what we would know them as, but there's no evidence that they ever painted themselves like they, they do to talk about the movie. There's no evidence of that until way later, way later in the fourth century when the Anglo-Saxons, like the Roman Empire has fallen and left Britain. There's no evidence for that. And in fact, Agricola, who is the, the, the governor that tries to cover it up, a couple of years later in like 80 AD, he marches north and totally just kills like 30,000 Caledonians in the Battle of Mon Grampus. So this whole like, oh, insurgent war, they didn't, they didn't want to fight us. You know, the Michael Fassbender has that monologue. It's total bullshit. They beat the crap out of them every time they met them in battle. They be, absolutely beat the crap out of them. It was just, just speculation that with Hadrian, what do we need in North Britain? If these tribes aren't going to be, they're going to be a little rebellious, so we don't really need them, and there's nothing there to conquer. What's the point? So they just build the wall, and the wall, Hadrian's wall actually intersects a tribal a group. I can't remember their name, but it intersects their territory. So this kind of rebellious group, they cut their territory in half with the Hadrian's Wall. So they split them in two. And thus, they really depleted their power. So there's there's that going on too. So this the pigs are like this mortal enemy of Rome that could, oh, they're so dangerous. It's crap. It's absolute crap. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, because what I hated, like the first five minutes of the film, they were like, and they stopped because they couldn't tame it. And I'm like, no, there's nothing there. Yeah. No, yeah, there's nothing to take. <laughs> like, the reason they didn't go into Germany, because there's nothing, like, they literally had colonized the civilized world. The Germans are just going to be, yeah, it's just woods and uh, whatever, the Rhine River's a good border. There we go. Like, uh, it's, and it's, it's, with the Teutonberg Forest, it's known that afterwards, a general who was called Germanicus eventually, who was the father of the Emperor Caligula, he takes his son on campaign. That's where Caligula gets his name for. He's yep. the third emperor of Rome. He has, because he wore the Roman boots, Caliga, called Caligula, Little Boots. It's an affectionate nickname. He defeats Arminius, the guy that massacres the three legions of the Teutonberg Forest. He massacres the guy. He kills him. So it's a big fact. Like, Rome may lose the battle, but they will win the war. The Roman army, for much of a time, wins the war at the end of the day. The Romans come out on top. They may lose a battle, but they win. Hannibal is a good example of that. The Second Punic War. They lose the Battle of Cannae, and the 70,000 people die. Romans die, but they win the war. The same thing, same thing with like Boudicca's Revolt in Britain and stuff like that. The Romans may get beat up, but they will win in the end. And that's this whole a lot of the movies just crap. <laughs> it's, it's the, the point of what I'm getting at. <laughs> it felt like yeah. it. It felt like it. Um, I mean, it's a pretty run of the mill action yeah. movie. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, not much to say about it. Um, I just looked up the film on Wikipedia, and it says on the poster, uh, "Fight or die." I mean, such a such a forgettable tagline <laughs> for a movie. You know, it's like, what the fuck? Um, 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I uh, this one, it was it was just kind of yeah, like as a phrase that I love uh, in one ear and out the other. Um, you know, it was uh, it was it was there was part it was fun. You know, it was a fun ride. It was like an amusement park ride. You know, it was fun. <laughs> but uh, you know, you you but. I don't know. It was so like predictable and run of the bill that uh, it gets to. Know. They have the big battle scene that uh, I could kind of get into, but they have the big battle scene, and then it's just like a Roger McCorg movie. Like it's eight guys running around in the woods. Like uh, great, right? Well, <laughs> and, and to go off of that, right? So I'll just go from like the realistic standpoint, and I get it's entertainment, body blah, blah. Who gives a fuck? I do. Um, and so if you've got seven guys that survived this big battle, this this total defeat, right? And they're sprinting across the countryside for days on end. They're going to last about one day and they're not going to move again. That's kind of what I was thinking when I was watching. I'm like, these guys are like, have way too much stamina. Stamina, you know? I yeah. mispronounced that. Yes. No, it's Lizdexic. It's all good. Right, yeah. But, um, uh, yeah. Shut up. Um, no, I have the same thing. <laughs> I, say, I say the same shit. Right. But, uh. The, yeah. the stamina, but uh, it, that's what I thought. I was like, man, these guys are just like, what? What no. fuel are these guys running? <laughs> well, on, and then and know? then after they're, Gee, they're running by Brondo, the thirst <laughs> mutilated. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, so these guys have no water, they have no food, and <laughs> they were just at a battle, which is going to expend a lot of energy because they're wearing all this shit, and then they're sprinting. They're not. They're not like actually walking fast like you normally would. They're sprinting across the countryside, and then they have enough energy to get into another battle it's like uh no you're you're gonna be so fucking literally exhausted and cramping up your muscles are gonna be cramping you're not you're yeah. not gonna be able to you, fucking move you're not gonna be able to lift a sword which requires qu- quite a bit of energy to stab somebody yeah, to they're death. Heavy. Yes, <laughs> they're heavy. Even, even a fucking dagger at that point weighs like two and a half pounds you know it's like you're not gonna be able to do that and have the dexterity to do that and the the mental fortitude to do that at that point because you're physically not able to move. Like your body's going to be starting to shut down because it's like, you need to take breaks. They're like, we got to rest. No, we keep moving. It's like, okay, yeah, whatever. Jerk off the fucking, the human spirit, you know, (laughs) whatever. Fuck you. Like, no, you need to rest, but then you're going to wake up and you're going to be fucking immobile. Yeah. I, I, in in the movie's defense, very little uh, legionnaires are in, the best shape you could possibly ever be in. Like sure. you literally marched 20 miles a day. You built a camp. You, you, you marched. You, miles you were, everything was physical, but yeah, you run right. up and down the hills of Scotland. You're going to be fucking tired. <laughs> you're, you're, you're done. Like, I don't care how good a shape you're in. Like you could be in the, the people that I've known in my life that were in the best shape in the world. They're still fucked after one day of like really intense, like, okay, well we're kind of jogging. We're not really marching. We're jogging. Yeah. Wearing the same, weight of gear in good shape different gear of course but like it's like no i you're fucked like people have their limits human beings have their limits and especially with no water and no protein and no food you're fucked so that that was one thing i was just in the horses too like so even even the picks right or the britons i'll just call them because it's more correct and that's that's what i was actually going to ask you but you also you answered it before i could ask which is awesome um so the Britons, their horses, they're not going to be able to fucking go full sprint <laughs> for days on end searching it's, down seven guys. It's also worth noting that the horses, the Britons were known to ride chariots, which you've probably, like Julius Caesar yeah. specifically mentions chariots at the Battle of Mongrapis, the, the battle we know the most about closest to this time period. It's Agricola Tacitus, a famous Roman historian. That's his father, I believe. Um 
mentions the chariots. They don't mention individual horsemen. It was chariots that would drive up. A guy would jump out and throw throw javelins, get back in the chariot, and get the fuck out of there. And that those were usually the tribal leaders. Was they rode huh. in chariots? They didn't ride horses. Like an and they're ABC. also using stirrups. Yeah. Stirrups are a medieval invention. Maybe Mongol, maybe Byzantine. I, I don't exactly sure. remember. But they're wearing stirrups. The Romans didn't know what a stirrup <laughs> was. Horses were a little smaller, especially Pictish, like you know. Britain horses, they were small and shaggy. You could swing yourself up on it. There was not a stirrup, and there weren't stirrups in the movie because oh, you gotta make okay. it easier. But yeah, that's totally yeah. incorrect. Sean fucking blue pilled me today, even with this stupid thing. And it just, you know, goes to show how you gotta contextualize so much history. I was joking, like, oh, you should get some Italian food, you know, for Roman food. And he's like, they Romans didn't know what, it, what tomatoes were. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. Yep. Yeah. Bread, bread like, oh, and shit. olives. Bread, olives, and meat. That's yeah. it. Cereal. It's cereal food. That we you call just them. don't yeah. expect. Yeah. You know? So it's like, motherfucker. Like, they didn't have chicken parmesan. Yep. That is that is, <laughs> that is a modern thing. <laughs> Not yeah. everyone's from New York City there, Brian. <laughs> yeah right we need some chicken parmesan no bialis <laughs> i can't take tunisia um so sean would they have hunted local game like stags and other things like that yes basically um i'll get into how a roman legion march was you would have scouts okay. going ahead a first legion as protection then you would have a road clearing party uh and you would set up a marching camp and this is something they don't do in the movie which we'll get, when we can talk about the ambush we'll talk about it a bit yep um but there's a scene where they go to the camp at night. They're camping out on the march, and they're just, like, in the middle of the forest with tents everywhere. And that is specifically the Romans would not do that. Your Roman legion would march. They would have cavalry scouts, the, like, with the chick that leads them into the ambush. That's kind of realistic, having a local guide, because obviously nobody had maps. So right. a cavalry detachment would go forward, either the legions or the auxiliary troops, uh, troops allied to Rome, something like that would go forward, then you would have a legion that would march forward too as security, and then you would have a road clearing party, and their job was to cut down every single motherfucking tree in the way of the march, clear the bushes, so that literally the legion could just, the rest of the legion could march forward with the baggage train, all that. Then when you stopped at night, you would try to find a hill or something like that, something high ground, defensible position, and you would clear that out. And the entire legion would kind of march through where the front gate of that where the front gate of the camp was going to be. And it was the same way in every legion, every army, every campaign. The Roman camps were laid out the exact same way. Everything was marked where the general would set up his tents, where the centurions would set up their tents, where the paymaster's office was going to be. Everything was marked. And you set that up. You then dug a perimeter around the camp, and you made dikes. And then you made, so you have high defenses, you have a low dike, and you every legionnaire had everything he needed up in a stick, he had, a, like, he had a big pole, had his javelins tied to it. He had two palisade stakes tied to that as well, along with all his personal gear. And he was holding, he would be carrying that along with your shield, which would be covered in a leather leather holder. So as you dug in, you would then put the two palisade stakes in. Then you would be set up the officer's tents, set up your tent, then be dismissed. Some lots of cohorts would draw uh, duty, have to go on watch, various things like that. And that's something they don't do in the movie. They're just in the woods. It's like, ah, yeah. whatever, they're just camping out. Um, then you have to also make your own dinner. So it's a strenuous life, but something they don't even touch on. They're, they're in the camp for like five seconds, and it's just this mess in the forest. So we're, we're okay, yeah. So they would hunt local game, yes, and who would yes. do that? and that would be once you had stopped you and made the camp, then you would break mm -hmm. away, find water source. Hopefully the camp should be near a water source, because in case the enemy comes and besieges you in the camp, got to be able to have water. 
they would yeah. go out, they would hunt local game, anything like that. If you're a town, maybe try to buy something. Usually not if you're on campaign or you just pillage it, you know, one of the two. Yeah. Um, foraging parties would go out, something like that. So, yes, they would hunt game. Cool. Well, I mean, and this is, you know, I, I like I say, I'm a very much a novice when it comes to this type of history. But I've watched videos where guys like you, Sean, like break down, you know, uh, you know, ancient warfare and movies and stuff like that. And the one thing that I always hear is, you know, the ditch in a palisade is like the number one like type yeah. of fortification. Any, anything to slow your enemy down and make him drop his shield or lower his guard and he has to worry now he has to worry about the terrain he's not looking at you anymore he's not looking at the spear or arrow that's about to come at him now he's got to pay attention to his footing that's gold so every roman camp had something like that you were never just out on the plane that you could be ambushed every roman camp would be fortified yeah see i mean this is shit that like we the reason why we do these podcasts and stuff like that because we're filmmakers and history guys this is stuff that we want to see yeah. in movies you know like that, absolutely. So I'm glad that we touched on this. One thing that I'm curious about, and this plays into, you know, another movie trope when it comes to a lot of this stuff, when they're ambushed going through the woods and uh, they get like these, I don't know what they are, they're like the boulders that are flaming. And it's like, uh, now movies, movies love, when it comes to ancient warfare, they love to just throw fire in all the time. Yes. Is that, is that I, just... I don't know which other movie has these like flaming balls of pitch. There's I, other, there's other Roman movies. I've seen that. Centurion, um, not Centurion. This, this is what we're talking about. Gladiator. The opening scene of Gladiator has the Romans launching fire and stuff like that. Um, Yes, that's that's well, that's isn't something. It, isn't it? Um, isn't it King Arthur as well? Don't they do that? Nah, you probably don't always seen King Arthur. Well, 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 King. Well, okay, <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you attack me personally, okay? The the King King Arthur. King, so uh, King, King Arthur I, I is loosely <laughs> based on the British. Like they they make they make King Arthur like Roman, and so they do that whole thing. And I know it's horse shit, but I know they have like balls of fire in that as well. I think it's that movie. But since you just sh took a personal shot at me, then I'm going to assume that you haven't seen that. <laughs> I, I think I know which Ken Arthur adaptation you're talking about. And it's like a yeah. really early 500 AD, which is probably when Ken Arthur was around. Um, yeah. So they probably would look like Romans. But that's that Clive Owen, as for thing. a lot of what medieval of ancient medieval battles are. It's the first person to turn and run away. That's when the line breaks. That's when you get stabbed in the back. That's easiest to kill you is when you're not looking at. And that's really when you start to turn the battle is who runs first. And that was the strength of the Roman Legion was they were so well disciplined and tight that usually the enemy would break first. And then once you have a route, then you can pursue the cavalry can pursue and you just stab the shit out of people in the back. So those giant fins of pitch, which I assume is just like straw wrapped up in a giant ball with pitch and lit on fire, rolled down the hill. Cool idea. I've never ever read about something like that before. Like that, something like that would probably get mentioned by a Roman author or any, you know, if you talked to a survivor or something happened, that would probably be mentioned. I've never heard of it mentioned. And if you think about it, there's a lot that can fucking go wrong with a giant flaming ball of straw. <laughs> like it could just not roll anywhere, or it could hit a tree, and that's it. Like and you could right. like light the fucking grass on fire that you're standing on. Like there's a lot that can go wrong, and that seems like a Hollywood thing. But the concept is to break through the Roman line, like break, get them to panic and separate and cause fear. That's the goal. But I've never heard of something like giant balls of straw being rolled down. Giant, you know? <laughs> giant flaming meatballs. Yeah, I, I just I can't attest to the historical accuracy that because I, I don't think it you is. You should have done that in Afghanistan. The Taliban would have been running for days. You know? Yeah, and it's, like, well, it's like, 
here's the thing. Like, when I see those kind of things in these old movies, it's like, what do they have, like, cranes carrying those things? Right. Right. And it's like, I mean... Picked Union, local yeah. 1088, man. You know, fucking, we roll the straw. It, it can only be used in one scenario. Which yeah, is- it's, yeah, it's literally good for an ambush. And to quote Brian with the flaming pigs, is a is a story that came. I think it's the second Punic War. For elephants, right? Well, I I honestly think I honestly think it would be very historically accurate because Jerry Lee Lewis wrote wrote a song about that in the fifties. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like God. I think it's accurate. You know, if 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 Jerry Lee Lewis wrote a song about it, it's got to be great. It has to be. Yeah, it's got to be good. If they have. Them, they they would really use them. Yeah, essentially the Romans <laughs> had to defeat Hannibal's war elephants, or I, this may be the first, but they essentially figured, oh, we'll, uh, we'll we'll cover pigs with resin and we'll light the pigs on fire. The pigs got so scared because they were on fire, they ran towards the elephants, panicked the elephants, and made the elephants run over the road troops. So they literally oh, lit weird. pigs on fire. Oh, <laughs> it's highly effective. Who would have guessed that you know elephants would be afraid of you know yeah, flaming, screaming pig yeah. running at you. <laughs> At least it would have smelled good. Yeah. yeah at least it would have <laughs> smelled like, good. Smelled great. You know, one farmer with too many pigs and way too much time and resin. Yeah. You know, like, sounds like comedy gold. <laughs> so, so I, I have actually a question about ambush. Other than the, the kind of answered half of my question, which is which they would have put scouts out forward. So yes, that the, the scouts would not have been five feet in front of the, the general with with yeah. fog surrounded them. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. there would have been more than four of them. But and 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 also like one solid tiny tree does not block a path. Of, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, well, this um, Roman legion that is literally known for its engineering powers and is what it just stop. Right. <laughs> so that that was that was the first thing that you cut. You answered it with like all the logistic stuff, and then the second part within that formation that they're in prior to the great balls of fire, to quote the song, <laughs> um, is would they have done a formation like that, or that, or, or wouldn't they be called like exactly like? And I'm forgive me, this is my brain like the turtle formation testudo like the, is what you're yeah testudo thank you so testudo is like a is a is a fan favorite but it's really used for projectiles if you were getting like rains of arrow would come down upon you because it's supposed to protect from the front and the top if you were storming a wall to kind of go out with the pickaxes or get up ladders you would use that formations because it stops from shit from coming on top of you really they just form a shield wall in a circle um is that is that for anti personnel formation or? Is that like- it's just because in they don't know which side they're coming from, so they kind of form a circle. Now there is um, there is evidence they could have done something like that. It's a pretty simple formation. It's just a fucking circle. Uh, if you don't know what side you're getting attacked over, you're getting attacked from all sides. You could form that. But legionaries they usually would fight in a square in a in a shield wall formation, basically. Like that. So it's accurate, but it's also like they're for some reason like one man deep like roman legions ran like eight you know a cohort eight uh a century is the word i'm looking for a century that would have been run by a centurion would have been about eight people deep there's about 80 men wow. in a formation so what about 10 you know 10 in front eight behind they're they're deep you have to run deep because the person behind you also stops you from turning to run that's another point then he stopped you know you could be replaced by the guy behind you if you get too tired that's captured if you ever seen hbo rome where the guy moves in front of the other guy that's the thing they would do but they're deep to stop people from running away to get unit cohesion that's super important that was one of the huge successes of the roman army was unit cohesion and obeying orders that was a huge recipe for their success why they're one person deep is probably because they couldn't get enough goddamn extras and they just wanted they're all stunned man and that that's makes usually sense. the case yep yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I did not know that. That was that's really interesting. Yeah. 
how is their gear, Sean? It's okay. Um, it's okay. The ninth Hispania <laughs> is thought that's, to have. That's what I would say when it's dog shit. That's what I would yeah, say when it's dog it's, shit. It's it's uh, the road. The Lorca Segmata is what they would have been using around this time, around the high point of the Empire. It would have been that. The helmets are the corrected late mid Imperial type. Um, the only time Michael Fassbender, a centurion, has his helmet on in the goddamn movie, it's not the right centurion helmet. Centurion's supposed to have a crest right above it with a big horse hair or giant feathers sticking out of it mm-hmm. to make him very identifiable. Centurions usually have greaves uh, on the legs and the arms. And that's another thing is that all the Roman legionnaires, for some goddamn reason, have like these arm greaves with just like a rabbit pelt thrown around their arm. And I don't know what the hell that's supposed to be, <laughs> like to show them that it's cold. But, you know, you're a Roman legionnaire in the Roman army that's standardly outfitted. Like, you'd have something nicer than a goddamn rabbit pelt thrown around you. And I don't understand what that's supposed to, what decision was made for that. But, hey, there you go. <laughs> um, well, they didn't have, like, the guy with the leopard print and everything. In the yes, the, uh, no, like, the, uh, the standard they- there. Yeah, it would have been it would have been like a bear or a, okay. a wolf or some sort of predator. Something cool. Yeah, he's really yeah, he's he's not recognizable. I think cheetahs too, I believe. I'm sorry. Didn't they use cheetahs in like some crazy game? Yeah, that probably would have been for like an Eastern Legions. You gotta well, think it's yeah. more like you, you ship like to ship a fucking leopard pelt all the goddamn way to Rome is expensive and it's probably going into some magistrate's palace or something. Um yeah. I I'm gonna forget their name. Um Optimates, I believe, are the name of those. I gotta pull out my book here. Um, Optimates, I believe, are the name of the standard bearers. They would have had like predator pelts or something like bear, wolf, something on top yeah, of them. They, to yeah, they, they carried the, the standards yeah. of the legion. I think you see them in um, uh, Gladiator. Yes, they're briefly there. Um, going into, uh, I'm sorry, uh, if, if we still want to talk about uh, kit and stuff like that, but. Uh, yeah. One thing that I was, uh, I don't know, kind of put off in this in this movie was that it, it played into the trope about the wolves hunting people, and uh, yeah. you know, wolves. <laughs> Real Liam yeah. Neeson hours, right there. Yeah, like, wolves don't hunt people. <laughs> the gray, the gray. Yeah. Right. I'm just like, it's just he looks up and there's a wolf like sitting there staring at him. It's like, where's the rest of the pack? And it's just like. It, it, you immediately know that it's going to kill you now, too. It's just not right, just it's, it's, it's not. It's not a grizzly bear, dude. Like, come on. So. <laughs> I see that in movies. It's like wolves. And also the, the wolf sound effects. I'm pretty sure, like, I heard those sound effects in Red Dead Redemption. Like, I mean, it's, it's like stock, <laughs> yeah, stock wolf sound effect. It, it, the same ah, shit that's a, been there since, like, the they, 60s. There are yeah. some shots not there that are also CG of the wolves, too. Yeah, yes. Oh, They're yeah. Not, oh, yeah. <laughs> did not hold up. Oh, God, yeah. So this this movie was made in, in, in 2010, and I remember when it came out, I was kind of shocked by it because it wasn't in the rounds of, you know, standard release. It kind of was, it's like the film festival and then and then went for like the kind of independent film. I think Magnet is part of this as well, so I think that's also a good indicator of like kind of like the quality, um, which Magnet isn't bad. It's just sometimes it, it's a lower, lower, you know, funding level. Um this movie did not do very well. Um, it had a budget of twelve million dollars, um, which is surprising. 
to say that out loud. It and only, how much did it get back? Uh, was it 250 million? It was 12 million was the budget. It only got 6.9 million back. Oof. And nice. there's my have. phone dinging me, calling me guilty. There we go, muting that. Okay. <laughs> and like, you know, like that's it was I was shocked to know that it had it had a budget of 12 million dollars. Not that it is bad. You can obviously see where the fundings were kind of pushed. It was very much going for you know let's have this giant kind of massive thing with it which is you know lots of helicopter photography there was a lot of a tour of the scottish moors yes it very much was and sean you can you can being a a fellow nerd of the same realm very 2001 fellowship vibes yeah, but but not good. <laughs> <laughs> it just felt like a Lord of the yeah, Rings fucking movie. Yeah. You know? So with so much so with the helicopter shots that they used the the ones they didn't use in the movie during the credits. They uh they you yes, know, the, for the, the ones for the they, title sequence, yeah. right? Yeah, right, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah. 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 The movie ends with just a montage of helicopter <laughs> right. shots. Like, oh, could you show the ones like they Moors didn't and use? Highlands because we have a lot more of them to show you. <laughs> right. Uh... Before drones, before the light times. <laughs> it's like yeah. 20 minutes after the last credit is there. It's like still scenes of Scotland. <laughs> right, there's just like, no credits. Can we leave the theater yeah. now? No, there's going to be an Easter egg, god yeah, damn it. There, yeah. there, was a lot, there was a lot of you know, high-budget cinematography. And you can see where some of the high-budget cinematography works within the realm of the movie itself. There's a lot of unique camera angles that you kind of see and do stuff and, 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 and it goes through. But then yeah, it's like, yeah, then you yeah. can see where they went, oh, fuck, we don't have this. And then you can see it kind of being made made up with CG and stuff like that. In yeah, certain there, there was there was way too much, early on in the film especially, there was way too much CGI blood going on. Well, you know, uh, you, you know it's funny. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, there, there's a lot of CG blood in the beginning. And but then they ha- but then they also have pretty for the most part pretty good prosthetics for a independent movie. Most of the time you don't really see that, you know. That right, but, but that, that also got out. fucked over by their their CG blood because yeah. Okay, okay, so yeah, no, that was something I was actually going to bring up, and I I think it's a good segue is because okay, during that big battle, okay, when somebody gets stabbed in real life. There's not blood spraying out fucking 360 degrees everywhere. No, Jesus Christ. Right? And also, when that one guy... I mean, yes, there's spoilers on the podcast. You guys know this. If you don't like spoilers, turn it the fuck off if, now. If you're this far in, then you're yeah, fucking... Yeah, I mean, fucking whatever. But, like, I had to say it every time because I know there's going to be somebody... I haven't seen it! You just spoiled it! Well, like, okay, so... We'll soundbite that as a spoiler warning. Right. So, you're right. And, uh... <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> Make a note. Uh, so what? No, no, no. Really? He's not going to cut it. No, 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 no. No, he's not going to cut it. No, I'm gonna, so that he knows to get it. I know it. to yeah. get it. Sorry, oh, Michigan. The sound bite. The sound bite. Yeah. The sound oh, bite. Okay. Spoilers. No, I'm going to throw that in the yeah. beginning of like everything. Okay. Okay. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I get sorry, it. Mike. Um, keep going. No, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> that are your five minutes of like I am the Jedi. You are the padded one. Right. So okay. Sound bite. Sound bite. Sound bites. All right. Go. So, uh, yeah, so when, when the one guy is like, which is honestly, uh, from what I know about like ancient and, and up to before firearms battle, if you can, 
if you're on horseback, you can grab somebody and throw them against a fucking tree. That's a good way to knock somebody out of the fight. Right? Oh, oh, that guy. But <laughs> the, head, the head exploding. Bloated, like, yeah. What like the he f- got hit in the head with a sledgehammer. Yeah. No, even the sledgehammer <laughs> wouldn't spray that much shit out. Like, what the fucking fuck crane. are you doing here? Yeah. Like, yeah. What, like, Jesus Christ. It like, was like Gallagher so, throwing someone against a tree. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the mountain fucking popping eyeballs out, which actually is more realistic than this fucking scene. A lot of the armor, too, is like made out of fucking paper. Like, there's another helmet scene where like a battle axe goes right through it. Well, their, their helmets, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, their helmets that were not that goddamn thick. clock. I swear to God. They're not. So, especially, this is actually one part of the gear they got correct around this time period. This is, they wouldn't have all had this standardized, but they added a cruciform protection to the top of the helmet that would kind of stop axes and stuff yep. like that. And they don't have it. So, it's possible, if I hit you, if I hit that fucking helmet with a battle axe as hard as I fuck good, it's probably going to go through. It would probably fucking kill you. It's not that thick. Like, thick, super, like, medieval-style plate armor, it's not around yet. It's the it's metallurgy is still in its early stages. It's iron. It's 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 fucking hard, but yeah. it's not gonna. If you hit it full fucking force with something, it'll probably go. Would through. they would they have had steel at this point? Did they figure that out yet? Um, in the second century. Second century steel. I I believe it's all iron. I don't believe it okay. is steel yet. Okay. I think it's all yep. iron still. It's polished it's iron. iron. Sometimes you could add tin to the iron, but that yeah. They don't know yeah. how clearly they did that because tin rots in the fucking ground really quick so it's possible that it would be yes. higher with tin over it but usually okay okay since we're on the subject what was the liner of the helmet like because if you're going to take a blow like that it wasn't like it's a leather not cap a, it, it is or... we would call it an armin cap it's literally like a felt cap that would just sit on your head and then you put the helmet over it it's not like an independent leather liner the medieval, medieval ages you have like a leather coif or something like that like you've probably seen those like leather hoods this yeah. would have just been like a felt cap that went over you and then your helmet went oh top. really yep yeah, there's no, there's no liner as so far as they can no... tell from what they dug up, because right. they dug up helmets and they have pieces of felt like left over on the inside. I think it was just so cast. no integral liners at all nope. at this point. Not an integral liner. It's just the helmet. Huh. Yep. Okay. Okay. And then they wear a jerkin or something underneath the plate armor because I've worn the plate armor before and it fucking sucks. It's like <laughs> so it's really hard to move the in, but it's jerkin, really heavy. I I don't know how much like the movie. They all have these jerkins. That very well could have been like a private purchase. Then if you want a leather jerkin to thicken the armor. But as far as I yep. right I've read, it is your tunic, your armor, and what you would do is you would put like a scarf on around your neck to keep the armor from chafing you. But it's not that much. Like you really it's just your, your tunic and your armor. Remember, you're sweating. You you are marching on this. Then you're hot. Like you don't want to add more oh, shit. Yeah. You don't have to. Um, especially if you were in the east somewhere like that, you wouldn't be wearing a fucking leather jerkin. You'd collapse. This is you know in northern Scotland, you would probably put two two tunics on something to warm you up. But a leather coy, a leather jerk, I haven't really, I haven't heard about that. What, what so is, with? Go ahead. Okay, I'm sorry, Nate. Go no, ahead. No, sorry. go ahead. Go ahead. I, well, I go was going to just comment on 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 a bit of the armor. Michael Fassbender in that first camp scene, because that's the only time I can remember it being like mm-hmm. very much on screen. It looked like chainmail armor. Yep, chainmail never went away. Chainmail is probably one of the earliest forms of armor, other than other than bronze. Do you know how early that was? It's uh, the it probably came from Gaul. Um, the Romans were probably introduced to it in like 300 BC. It's, oh, wow. it's been around for okay. a long time. Chainmail's been around for wow. a long time. Probably around yeah, then when the that, when yeah. the Gauls first came down into Italy and sacked Rome, actually, in about 300 mm-hmm. BC. That's probably when they were introduced to it. Some of the helmet types, too. The famous Roman helmet that we all know of. Well, it's a copy from a Gaul helmet. It's a copy. 
So they just they when they were evaded by the Gauls and they killed a bunch of them, they copied oh. that helmet because they liked it and it's easy to produce. Copied that helmet. Chain mail is probably when they were introduced to that. Otherwise, Romans beforehand, they would have looked a lot like Greek hoplites. That's the influence they would have had. They would have looked like a Greek hoplite before that, after they started fighting the, the, uh, the Gauls, Celts, or whatever you want to call them. Yep. They would have had, they would have started to look chain mail, that kind of classic Roman we think of. Um, wow. So chain mail never went away. It, obviously, because it's in the medieval era, never went away. Well, I just thought, I thought it came about a lot later, but that's yeah, so really interesting. Yeah, it's it's been around for a long time. That that huh. theory of, of like today, it's, it's difficult with these ancient movies because you're trying to put our sort of modern perspective on a world that oh, didn't have for that. sure. Like, yeah, like for that sure. whole thing of we got to advance quickly. You got to get past the competitor with military technology. That's not a thing. Like, oh, your armor works. And I guess hey, here you go. Like, you know, it's, it'll work like a uh, shield and sword for how many thousands of years would be using that. <laughs> like it, it's Damn. that military to keep amping up and get the next better thing. It's not a thing. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a thing until maybe after world war one, you, you could argue or during world war one even brought that about. Well, yeah, yeah, we can we can talk about that. Yeah, that's another time. But like, it's uh, <laughs> it's yeah. But uh, no, I I just that that's really cool to know. Like, I thought chainmail was so much later, but like it was around for that. Yep. Yep. No, and so okay, cool. And I mean, it's an it's an effective armor for the 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 combat style of that time period. Yeah. Right. Yeah, chainmail is good and, against like stopping slashing. So it'll, if you yes, slash yes, it'll, it'll, yes. it'll deflect it. A direct stab that'll probably get through chainmail as it would most armor. Except like later, later, if you put plate over channel, something like that. So in but 300 still, BC, when, when you say this enough, came out, it. yeah, when you when you say this came out 300 BC, there. What? Okay, so when did they start using iron? That's a difficult question. <laughs> That's going well, way back. What, what, what is the what is the uh, what is the agreed upon time period where they started using iron swords? Uh, probably versus... somewhere in the thousands BC, the Assyrian Empire. Oh no shit! Of, okay, yeah, okay. of. of Fought so, like the yeah. Egyptian pharaohs and yeah, okay. classical biblical um, Assyria. That they used iron. They were a big thing. So, they had iron. Other people didn't. Like everyone else still used bronze. The Assyrians had iron. So we're talking that, that way was my back. question. So yeah, this makes it. This makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, because yeah, iron versus iron, it breaks. Like they said in the film, they actually did say that. Like it doesn't bend. It breaks. Which yeah, iron does. Mm -hmm. And yeah, okay, okay, yeah, Jesus, that's and really it's, cool. as Roman, you know, you're you had to polish your goddamn, you had to keep your equipment in good order. Um, it's another point when they're marching that you know, you could when you marched, you had to keep your armor on, you could take your helmet off, and you would have like a leather cover for it actually, it would hang around your neck. That's a big point when Roman legions marched, they didn't march ready for battle, so you would try to keep care, right. keep, keep care of your equipment because it was for what we know state issued as well. Um, so you would have to like polish your helmet and your armor with like a layer of olive oil. You could use sand to kind of get rust off. But as you marched and as you sat in your marching camp, you took care of your equipment. That makes sense. And that's why like, um, cause iron is very hard to keep shiny. Yes. As we all know. But, and, but like it, it also, it's like, so they do that like for, um, kind of a, a, a pride and like, Hey, we're more well-maintained than you. Or yeah. was it, you know, like a, was it as, it, it is, was that a psychological effect against your enemy too, to have like yes, shiny armor? Yes, it is. To have shiny armor is a, it's a point of pride. It, it also just enhances the effect of your armor. If your armor is rusty and shitty, yes. it's going to start to break and get through it easier. But yeah. that's, remember, it's all, a lot of this is psychological in ancient warfare. Yeah. It's the first person who turns and runs. Usually you're going to die. That's it. Your side's going to lose. 
So looking more impressive. That's why like Centurions have those big, they have these big crests with feathers sticking out of it. So you could look more imposing as well. It's, it's all, it's all yeah. psychological. Yeah. It, it's, you know, you're early bigger, in the Roman bigger, Republic, yeah. Romans legionnaires had horsehair flumes to make them look taller. Like that's what the, any point of anything sticking out of a helmet makes you look bigger and more imposing. That's a, yep. that's a key. It's, it's, it's just back to the animal, animalistic side of humans. Yeah. Yep. It's just to put the fear into you. Mm. Which is why you see that in a lot of uh, antiquity, yeah. you know, just in, in, in anything, not just Roman, but you always see like, you know, soldiers with big headpieces, big headdresses. Yeah, big, like big decorative helmets. That's it's to make you look more imposing upon the person that's trying to stab you huh. to death. Now, something with the film I wanted to bring up is that he speaks, um, you know, Gaelic. I don't whatever the uh, language is. It is yeah. Scottish, Gaelic. Scottish Gaels is the language they actually speak. I looked it up because I was curious. It's Scottish Gaels, which is probably the closest language that they would have spoken roughly but he's he speaks it now if i remember correctly you told me once sean that when you joined the legion they were like thank you for joining the legion and they would send you to the other end of the empire so like if you were from palestine you would end up in britain. it's and if you were in britain you'd end up like in difficult Asia. to say legions were recruited together at once it's that's what the evidence we have so like this legion is the ninth hispania legion they were recruited in spain their symbol would have been the bull not the class without the light bulls and um winds they have there it would have been the bull they were recruited in Spain. So this legion would have been recruited all at once, sent somewhere, who knows where, but not kept in your home base usually, because that's likely to have, you know, some magistrate to get local power and, you know, to, to use a legion for no good. You would be sent oh. somewhere else. That's why a, a, a legion recruited in Spain ends up in Britain. Some, you know, if you were needed for a big campaign, like say we're fighting the Parthians or Iran for, for our viewers who may not know what Parthia is, it's essentially modern day Iran. You would be sent to the other side of the empire, like you know, you would get all these legions together. But you legions were recruited at once, and they were usually recruited from the same area because those people probably, hopefully, speak the same language. Now, the orders and everything in the army would have been given in Latin, so you would have had to learn Latin orders, and then maybe you could learn Latin. Maybe you already knew Latin, that was great. But again, they were recruited at once in a certain place, so this thing where they're all from different parts of the empire. I can't really testify to that. Um, it seems to be if legions were decimated, like they got in a really bad fight, they lost some, a couple cohorts or something, um, then you would be you would see, receive reinforcements from somewhere else or another legion or something like that. But again, Roman camps are all laid out the same, so it was very easy to plug and play because everybody knew where everything was. Simplified army. Um, so kind of you know once this thing with the ninth legion very well could have just been disbanded and maybe it was destroyed somewhere they wouldn't have reconstituted legions that were totally destroyed and lost their people that was it you were done so hmm. hopefully that answered your question retiring the football jersey number or something well how did like guys find their way into the roman army uh, you were poor because it was like 25 years right Tw 20 years I, I believe it was 16 extended to 20 um the legion was open to people with citizenship um so you're you weren't a slave, you weren't an allied tribe or something like that. You were a Roman citizen, you had Roman rights. <sighs> Who gets that is very complicated at times in the empire. Um, your father would have, would have been a Roman citizen, something like that. Like ex-slaves ex or escaped slaves weren't allowed to be legionnaires. You had to be a citizen. Um, so the Roman army consisted of many parts, but the centurions and the legionnaires, they would have been Roman citizens. They would have been the heavy infantry of the army interesting and they had to buy their own uh, uniforms and stuff everything right or we believe it's standard it should be standardized it was early on you had oh, to provide okay. for it 
around the time, yeah, in the early Republic, you had to pay for it. And that was where you get things like a uh, equatorial class, like people who could afford horses were the cavalry, if you could afford a horse, because you were the richer, so you were in the cavalry. Um, the poor were usually in the front line or slight skirmishers, but they could afford light equipment. And then as you hopefully earn more money through plunder and whatever, you would become, you would worked on the ranks of how long you were in the army, what line you were in, that's a bit complicated, but... Marius, there's a consul called Marius. He institutes this reforms where the state will pay for your equipment. It will be standardized equipment. And, but now you have to carry all your shit, by the way. That's something else. It's called Marius Mules. Your legionnaire literally carries all his shit. Um, that's when the state starts to standardize equipment. And we kind of know that it was standardized because we've seen digs where they find pieces of armor in like Fort Britain and they find the, almost the exact same in like Syria or something like that. There's been helmets they found that have initials carved into them, and they have like three sets of initials, like din din, almost like you would see on like a World War cover or World War II, like the same sort of graffiti of soldiers would do, is put in a helmet and three different sets of initials. And it's almost the exact same helmet that they would find across the empire. So we know that there was standardized equipment of some sort. So at that, at that point when they started standardizing things, was it kind of like it is nowadays where they would, uh, the government would commission uh, small businesses, companies, whatever? that were armors and everything to make this stuff for them? Most likely. Yeah, you would get a contract, like a local armorer would make this. You are going to make it off of this pattern as much as we can tell. Yep. That is, but again, this is the age before before the Industrial Revolution. So it would be the same. Oh, of course, of course. Everything yeah. would have slight variations depending on what where you got it from, who made it. Every single one was different. It was all handmade. But it was some sort of standardized pattern. They're being paid by the government through taxpayer funds, kind of like nowadays. Yeah. Yep, and I, yeah, I, I know it's it's all handmade, but like, so they would go, yeah, here's the like you just said, and um, so that's that's how it worked back then. Yeah, even that far back. Yeah. And if okay. if you were if you were recruited into the legion either through volunteer or press gains, which literally went on the street and tried to find people, usually the poor people were legionnaires, farmers, yeah. stuff like that. They would try to specialize stuff. So, like, oh, we need volunteers. You were a blacksmith before you joined Legion. All right, now you're going to be the unit armorer. Like, they would try to oh, put you yeah. in what so, you were. So, you could. Same, same. Equipment. Yeah. But, um, so, all right, they would contract with local manufacturers, or not manufacturers, like local blacksmiths and shit like that. They'd pay them from government money that was from the taxpayers. And then they would have a contract, be like, yeah, we, we need, you know, 10 pieces of this, this, and this by this date, bam. And then that's how that worked. Usually, yeah, you would get, you have to make X amount of pieces of armor or something yep, like that. Yep, or yep, yep, yep. You shoemaker, like the legionnaire is going to show up, you and the, yep. you would make the shoe. So later on, the Roman Republic, you know, later on in that's the, in the empire, it would change where you would have to pay for selling like your footwear was the big thing. Like you would have to pay for your own footwear, oh, yeah. but they increased your money to be able to pay for it. Yeah, it's a clothing allowance. allowance that they give, yeah. like, even modern day, they give a clothing yep, allowance. Same thing. Roman Empire, yep. the same thing. Yep. So, yeah, Brian, yeah, I was just going to ask that, too. I know you were going to ask that. So the footwear, what were they wearing at this point? So this would have been the version of the famous Caliga. It would have probably been closed toe, though. It would have looked more like a modern boot. Um, obviously, all handmade from the unit footmaker or uh, cobbler is the word I'm looking for there. It would have been obviously hobnails on the bottom. That was a standard of the Roman empire. They even standardized Augustus, the famous, you know, first emperor of Rome standardized. How many hobnails do you needed in the military boot? What sort of pattern needed to go into the, hobnails. um, 
So it would have been a closed toe. If they're in the northern environment, you would have had a probably a closed toe boot, yeah. some sort, and you would have had foot wraps or socks and some sort of what we would call putties around your leg too in the cold yep, areas. Yep, trousers. Yep, yep. It's difficult to say when trousers started to get in. It's a German influence, really. You would have had a longer or thicker wool tunic, um, and probably putties going up around your legs to keep you warm. It's if you had the the Caliga, the open toe sandal. Yep. To the listeners, uh, putties are a very, they're between like three inches and five inches, a long strip of, of wool that you wrap very tightly around from your sh- footwear up to about your knee to protect your knee from plants, whatever. It also provides ankle support and all that stuff. Because, yeah, putty is like, you and I know what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, yeah, that's the, so. It's a predecessor to leggings. Yeah, so it's essentially a Right, it's the same thing. It's <laughs> which, same concept. Leggings are these things you put on your leg. <laughs> well, that, that that's really, but really insane. If you think about it, it's an incredibly simple thing of just a strip of cloth you wrap around your leg. <laughs> right, and, and it, so, um, really quick, I just go down a nerd thing. Um, like, the Vikings and shit. They they would wrap their putties, they would wrap it once, like they'd wrap it once around their ankle and then they would go underneath their their uh, heel and their, like, underneath their foot. How did the Romans wrap their putties? Did you know that? I don't know that. I don't know if anyone okay. really, really knows that. Nobody wrote down, this is how right. we wrap our putties. That's fine. <laughs> like, That's fine. And it's all, and remember, it's, if you're in the East, you probably wouldn't have worn this. You probably would have just had your, right. been open and easy. Um, but in the North, it seems like, they try to go off of columns and monuments and gravestones and stuff like that. And some of them, like some would have had breeches with potties. Some of them would have had roll would have socks under there and nothing else. Yeah. It's just, there's so much variation. There's such a long period of time. I can't really exactly say how they would have done it, but it's roughly similar to how the Vikings would maybe, but everybody would have done it different. I I like putties. I'm pretty proficient with them. And that's why I asked because Mm -hmm. they're a very old, old piece of equipment yes and they still show up and they're actually still relevant like when i wear them i'm like i know why people wore these things for a couple thousand years like you know <laughs> yeah like they're they're good but um no it's interesting that the romans wore them because you always hear about the vikings and shit like doing you know they wore them blah blah but like leg wraps in general and did did they not originate in the middle east if i'm remembering my history correctly like the 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 verse most known likely <laughs> most yeah. likely all of this stuff originated in the least at some point but uh, yeah. most likely i i can't i can't say exactly where the originator from all of those no, that's fine they probably would have been worn we can't know everything um like that's just like yeah because it's, it's funny something that's simple that was used up until very recently in in human times you know yeah recently for us is you know well actually the 60s there were still militaries wearing I, I putties think the, in the, the 60s. The Chinese used them until the 80s, if I believe. Like, yes, <laughs> I think Vietnam, you're right. The PLA, the PLA, yeah. 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 Oh, which Vietnam yeah, War? Yeah, <laughs> yeah which, well, not ours, the Sino-Vietnam War. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Like the yeah. Brock Samson, you know. But, uh, you know uh, no, but, like, it's so <laughs> weird. That, like, something that, like, is so current to us is so old. And yeah, I'm sorry is. I'm a nerd and I'm going into that little detail and I'm it's, sorry I'm wasting time. Interesting yeah. that, you know, people think of these ancient societies as, like, a different species. But, no, no we're talking about us. You're talking about Homo sapiens. Like, you're not, well, and that, we're not talking about Cro-Magnon. We're, we're talking about people, like, us. Like, it's not, <laughs> the Romans are us. Like, it's not, they're probably smarter than us of anything. But, like, it's just... 
yeah, yeah. we're not talking about a different species of, of animal. One hundred percent. That's I, yeah. I, I was gonna say. I, I was gonna say. Speak. Speak for yourself, though. I'm. I'm still Neanderthal. Fucking Neanderthal. But just one thing to interject here. So there's a one big fort they've been digging up in northern England for years called Vindolanda, and there was like eight or nine different forts over the the span of Roman occupation of Britain that they built here. They literally build a wood fort, use it for a few years, forget about it. It would dilapidate, build another one there. Like, and eventually when they build Hadrian's wall, it was the main gate on Hadrian's wall. It was the middle of the wall. Um, so they do like a lot of excavations and stuff up there. And the Romans used to send letters on wooden tablets mm -hmm. and they found tons of these tablets up at this dig site because the soil is perfect. It's the anaerobic, I believe is the correct term where it's like not a lot of bacteria in it. Yep. They don't eat it up. So they've been able to take hundreds of these tablets and translate them and see what the soldiers were saying. And it's some fascinating yeah, history. I believe there's somewhere there, like, please send me underwear. Like, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them are, like, one, one guy was, like, send me my fishing equipment. Like, he was the commander of the area, and he wanted it. But the funniest thing is that 90% of them are, like, I fucking hate this place. Get me out of here. <laughs> it was, like, this is the shittiest part of the yeah, empire. Ro Roman Britain was not, it was, not a, it was not a profitable post-it, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was the asshole of the world. Yep. They kind of touched about that on the movie, but it's hysterical. Right. It's a common thread. It rains too much. The people eat shit. Even the Romans would talk about, like, the, the people that lived here are strange. They die in bogs, bog bodies. Like, the Celts were very strange. Yes, they were, they were like, strange and intimidating the Romans, with. but... Yeah. They conquered so, them. Stonehenge. That, very strange. That, like, that kind of, like, brings me into my segue that I was bringing up earlier. And, like, I think this is a good one. This is, like... People think that we're so different from people, you know, 2,000 years ago or almost 2,000 years ago. What what I saw is like, I don't know if it was the intent of the writer, director, the producers and whatever, but like you can draw about 90% of parallels to like Vietnam, Iraq, Afghanistan uh, through this campaign from an empire that existed before that. Like when they're saying, you know, I've been up here for this long. I don't know why I'm here, but I'm here and I don't understand it. Blah, 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 but I'm fighting. And, and then they start creating more enemies by doing their thing. You know, they go through villages and whatever, and they, they kill the kid. It's very cinematic. It's very Hollywood in this film, but like the kid dies and it's like, well, now you've just pissed off every local. You've got people that are working with you that you don't know if you can trust, but you you kind of do. And but like most of the uh, the Romans are like, yeah, I, I don't know why I'm here. I'm just going to do it. I'm just following orders, yeah, and I'm a soldier. You were, you were stationed there. Yeah, you're literally taken from your home and stationed there. It, it's correct. And, and and that's that's the thing is like the parallels that I'm drawing or I drew from this film. It's like, well, dude, that's that's guys that were in fucking Vietnam, Iraq and Afghanistan, Korea. Like you don't know why you're there, but that was 2000 years ago. And it's the same exact concept. You get guys in the, when they're bitching about this guy's a fucking, he's a, this guy's just a wild card. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's going to get all killed. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, yeah, that's the same kind of human shit that exists nowadays. That has a, a bad general <laughs> that tricks everybody in. Yeah. Right. And so like that, that's a big theme I got out of it, whether it was intentional or not was, yeah, these guys existed 2000 years ago, but like, it's, we're the same. Like we're literally yeah. the same. We have, we have, we have different equipment. That's about it. We have different technology. Yeah. 
We're, we're the same people doing the same mistakes, the same shit. <laughs> the same shit. We never <laughs> seem to learn. The only difference is how smug yeah. we are. <laughs> and every yeah, generation smug. thinks that we're the best generation and that we shit in everybody else. You know, yeah. just how it goes. So, so I, 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 I did like that about the film um, that, you know, again, intentional, or unintentional. I, I'm repeating myself. I'm a broken record. But like that was a really cool thing to like draw a direct parallel to the way we are nowadays, 2000 years later. And the, the, uh, like, like you were saying, Brian, like these guys throw it home on wooden tablets. Okay. Technology has changed right now. We can instant message or email or, you know, sometimes letters, you know, in Vietnam, it was letters, but like, it's still the same thing. Like, Hey, it sucks here. I don't want to fucking hear, but Hey, can you send me some socks? Can you send me this? You know, like, it's the same shit. Yeah, I'll bring up some of the tablets and see what I can find. But there's some amazing. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's the same shit. There. Like people are people. Like people had the same conversations they do now, and so that's that's kind of kind of why I like this film a bit in that respect, is because you know whatever. I I know that there's so much inaccuracies, and like we'll talk about the medical shit too if you want to in a second, like the the wounds and everything. Jesus fucking Christ! No festering or anything. <laughs> are, 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 right. you talk, are you talking about the uh, the axes that go through armor like butter? No, no, no. I'm talking about, I'm talking about actual wounds. No, I don't. Seriously, yeah. arm armor is armor at that point. Like like I asked Sean, is like it's pretty thin, and if you get enough force behind a fucking axe, it's gonna go through other metal. Yeah, it's gonna hit it, you. It probably wouldn't just. This is a thing that with I don't know if people always understand this with ancient battles like. Just because you got stabbed doesn't mean you're like, oh, you're dead. You fall on the ground. You bleed to death if you're lucky. If not, you yes. get trampled. Like, you have fallen yes. down. Now the guy behind you has to get the fuck in front of you to kill the person who stabbed you. Now you're being stepped on. Like, you're getting trampled to death slowly. Yes. Like, it's fucking Sean, brutal. Yeah. Sean, stop stepping on my yeah, hand. You I can cry all you want. I, all I know is this person's trying to stab you're me now. I'm going to keep fucking walking over you. <laughs> yeah, that's Roman, you know, the Roman legions. They were trained yep. to just keep moving forward and like keep in formation. Well, that's what they were. So if you died and you fell, you will probably get trampled on by your friends. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> so don't fall. If you're lucky, you Imagine dragged that. it to the back. They tried to pull you back. You probably wouldn't be lucky. Instead of though. thrown under the bus, it was usually known as thrown under the legion. Someone get a medic! <laughs> <laughs> what was the term for medic? Uh, yeah. They did have them, actually. Um, it's more famous with the Byzantines later. It's a guy with a short sword. It's a guy, it's a guy in armor with a giant <laughs> red cross painted on his chest. <laughs> That's after the adoption of Christianity. Before that, it was a, it was multiple gods on the chest. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's the serpent, you know. The, <laughs> yeah, the right. medical serpent. Fighting Apollo. The Caduceus. Right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Over, you know, the map of whatever. But, uh. um, they, they would try as best they could. Um, yeah, but obviously medical help was a little limited. Yeah, Desportato, they were called. They were actually Roman medics with horses that would have, they weren't in charge of fighting. Um, it's a later Byzantine thing, but they believe it, it could originate with the Roman Imperial Army. Um, obviously, medicine wasn't so great, so your chances of surviving once you died, once you, I'm sorry, once you were stabbed, you probably died. Yeah, I was just going to say, once you died, like, who gives a fuck about medicine? Um, <laughs> once you died, you're probably going to die. <laughs> Um, once you die, you're not going to care. Like, like I said, you probably stabbed and were like, Oh my God, I've been stabbed. You fell down and then you were trampled to death or you just bled out because no one could fucking get to you. So that's why casualties are so high. And even if they did, what the fuck are they going to do? You know, 
there's not much you could do in those days. Right. So yeah, the medicine you, you're saying is not that like, did they have, cause I know, I know the Greeks got medicine fairly well and then they were stomped out by the Romans and then, or they just kind of went out and then the Romans had okay medicine, but not uh, obviously not as good as we have. Uh, now. The, the Greek like medicine would have just, it would have been continued on with the Romans. There was so much Greek influence yes. in Roman society. Yep. Um, but there was only so much you could do without penicillin and basic understanding, basic surgeries yeah. and stuff like that. There's only so much. If I stab you in the fucking chest with a sword, there's only so much that I'm going to be able to do today. Like, it's just, it's tough. So, um, okay, let's talk, let's talk about the, the superficial. Well, there are superficial wounds, like the, 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 the slashings, right? So the, the one guy, I forget his name, um, the main guy, he gets slashed across the chest. Yeah, you would, I mean, obviously common sense is you pressure to stop bleeding keep the wound clean you probably want to wash it that's pretty common knowledge um you would try to wrap that up but to stop infection that's that's almost a gamble okay that's so probably that, what so that, at that you, point yeah. they, didn't, they didn't understand that yeah, yeah. you would maybe and use vinegar or wine to kind of treat a wound they would try to do something but how effective is vinegar and wine yeah olive yeah. oil uh, yeah or olive oil yeah anything thing. they would try but well that's what i was like the the guy gets an arrow uh in his I don't even know. I think he got he got an arrow like through his thigh or something like that. Right. And they 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 pull it out, and then like he's he's you know he's limping for the rest of the movie, obviously. But it's like it seems like that would be something to where like that's that could a kill him. Significant yeah, wound. They have to, they have to pull and, it yeah. through too, and then you have to snap it off. Obviously, it's barbed. You can't just rip it out the other way. You do more damage. Right. They did that. They they actually yeah. push it through. Yeah, and, uh, that's fun thing for the movie. But, but like. So, but don't worry, we have a uh, uh, a witch woman who can heal. We got the witch woman. Magic. We got yes. the witch woman. We got the right. who likes who likes to see who likes to see her fish being pissed on. So you know, <laughs> who catches fishes just with her hands, just, yeah. just grabs them. <laughs> hey, <laughs> super easy. <laughs> I sell blueberries yeah. and mackerel. I just go to your local stream and just stare into it for forty five minutes. <laughs> I want to just Highly for effective. once in one of these movies <laughs> see some ugly ass women. That's what I want. Right, well, that's how they would. Honest to God, what I was thinking throughout this whole thing is like these, the Britain, the, the chicks in Britain, like, yeah, they're Instagram models. She got yeah. some well, ugly teeth, and that's about no. all that's wrong. Well, with no, her. here's it's the cowtown with Britain women at that point. It's like you either are hot or you're not. There's no in between. <laughs> And is that not been the truth? Though? And here's well, Mike well, B right. scale, hot or not. <laughs> well, that used to be a website. British or website. Not. You, can, yeah. you can put your picture on and get rated. But like, no, so it's like I would love to see some some like nasty looking, just like regular road hard put away wet women <laughs> instead of these like fucking solid eight or nine out of ten women. It's like, why don't you have a woman that's like not really attractive that like can prove herself in battle and they respect her, but she's not like a fucking goddess. We know? want, we the, want, the, we, the... we want Helga, the dwarf woman, <laughs> the picked scout, because this was made right around the time that uh, the hunger hunger games was made. Yeah. For some reason, I kept thinking that she was J law. Oh, God. <laughs> oh <laughs> good God. No. Yeah. Don't, don't. don't. So I was like, why is she a pick? I mean, Jill is a solid nine out of ten in my opinion, but like you can, oh you can, for sure, but but like no, that's not Jill. She doesn't have the jaws. She doesn't have like the jaw structure. Like she's just still a nine out of ten, but like again, she should be like a fucking three out of ten. I'm Mike Birch, and I want more hogs. Why she's randomly mute in the movie? I don't know why they made that decision, but I, I, that stupid 
Was that a Roman thing? Did they rip people's tongues uh, I've out? I've never heard of them random? ripping people's tongues out. Romans, it's pretty standardized. <laughs> You've heard it here, folks. <laughs> I've never heard of you. people getting their tongues ripped out. She, well, that's, she's that's, probably that's based good... off of Boudicca, which is the famous British um, rebel, Britain rebel. She was a female. She had like, this giant army. She sacked Londinium, modern-day London. She defeated the Ninth Legion, which is the Legion in the movie. They were smashed by Boudicca's rebels, almost totally destroyed, if not totally destroyed the first time. Um She's kind of based off of that. If people know her, there's a big statue of, of her in Westminster, I believe. Um, other than that, there's no mention of woman fighting in, you know, Britain armies. Like, there's no mention of female warriors. It's, it's not mentioned. And that's something that's that the Roman historian who was watching, like the Battle of Mongrapis, there's no woman mentioned. They're not mentioned there. So, again, another total fabrication the movie can be made up. Gotta put asses in seats. Gotta man. do it. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. Were there women in Europe at the time who were combatants, like in the German tribes or anything? Or just to give context? Not that. Them? Not that I know of. Um, Scythians, which were like a horse nomadic people from very early in the BCs, they're kind of mentioned as having women warriors. It's not something I've really read about, and that's again, like the Roman. If it, they say if a Roman author takes time out of takes time out of the narrative to describe something it's probably something different like um for the battle of mongrapis where they fight the picks so let's just call them that because it's easier um he describes their like they have these weird curved swords and where they were dug one up so they don't know what the hell he's really talking about but he doesn't mention that they're painted mentions that they wear no armor they just have pants or they're bare-chested or they have a shirt but he doesn't mention women so he went through all the time to describe what they look like describe the chariots describe how they fight why wouldn't he mention that there were women as well? That would have been something that they got brought up, and he doesn't. Yeah. So guess what? Probably wasn't a thing. Yeah, they're gonna record. And did they bring know, that up with the German? What's with, important? With the Germans, I mean, like what Brian had mentioned before. Uh, I mean, is there any... which which German tribe? Because I I've never heard. I mean, of I mean, yet. I mean, it's general, usually it's they would general, get for yeah. as you were these German tribes invaded Rome. You would have brought your family with them. You were nomadic now. Your your family would have been in the cart in the back as you kind of rolled yeah. through if you were trying to really established itself in the Roman Empire as they did later on. The whole tribe, everybody, men, women, and children, they were all rolling through with you. Well, that was the thing, like, in Boudicca's... Yes, Boudicca, the Iceni people. The the legions went into... Yeah, basically how that revolt ended was Rome, again, was badly mauled at the Battle of Candelanium. I'm definitely mispronouncing that, but that's where the Ninth Legion was. They speculate, almost destroyed... almost destroyed um, by the Iceni people, Boudicca's revolt. But then the Romans come back with another legion, the 14th, and basically the 14th backs itself up into a forest. So the Iceni people think, oh, we've got them trapped. There's 20,000 of us, and there's one legion, which is about probably about 7,000 men. Um, so they borderline, they put their wagons in the back, and all the men, Boudicca, are up front ready to fight, and the women and children in the back. And the Romans totally smash them. They basically take the charge, kill the shit out of them, just keep marching forward. And eventually, the the people, the the Iceni men are trying to run away, and they're stopped because they can't get over the wagons. So then they just continue to march forward and kill them. And it ended horribly for them. Ludica took suicide, took uh, poison, and died. And that's again, Rome may lose the battle, but they will win the war. That's yeah the theme throughout their history. You can't yeah, defeat the empire. Not. It, <laughs> like, it, it you know. didn't go out with a bang. Like some tribe came and sacked Rome, and that was the end. It went out with a whimper. It just slowly fell apart. Yeah. Bold. 
And one sentence tells why the Roman Empire, you know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a million and one reasons. Because <laughs> <laughs> normally what we do... It was the sex stuff. Yeah, yeah. It, it was the moral degeneracy, actually. It was Christianity. It's all Even that. though the Eastern Empire lasted for another thousand years off Christianity. It was, it was that. That's a real theory, by it's, the way. Just it's all, people, that, like, some it's all that, that sex in that HBO show. That yeah, was it. Yeah. Ruined the empire. Um I real real quick, I just kind of wanted to chime in on that. Normally, we do IMDMSB. I have to say that slowly, although my dyslexia kicks in and I say IMFDB. It's not going to happen this time, but no, I know that. I know that. <laughs> There's no IMSDB. Uh, there is no F. <laughs> um, so we so, happened to be before the invention. yeah. So I I kind of wanted to run by Shauna. I know I kind of maybe touched about it. But what? How are the weapons in the whole entire film so as a whole? The swords actually would have looked a lot like this. This is a Hispania Gladius, it's called. This was the later style Imperial one. It's just a straight stabbing sword. It can be used for slashing. It would have been razor thick. It would have been razor sharp. Simple handle, wooden, easily replaceable. Scabbard would have been in a leather and bronze. You could have done a little decorations. You guys probably won't be able to see it, but you could have had some decoration there, depending on how much money you wanted to spend off your legionnaire pay. Or if you're a centurion, it would have been highly decorated. Um, the big thing is the spears that they use in the ambush, and it's the Roman legions are famous for having pilum, throwing javelin, a heavy throwing javelin. And for some reason, they have like just simple spears. And that's something like an auxiliary troop would have carried, some sort of not a heavy infantry legionnaire would have carried. They would have carried the pilum, which is long, thick shaft, like the throwing part, the wooden part. Very, oh, I, very. I'm speaking my language. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, very small, thin shaft with a, <laughs> a sort of pyramid head on the top oh yeah so what right. it is is they had the big thick yeah geez, it's gonna get a little worse actually you just have to bear with me because i'm talking about a pole essentially yes. <laughs> big triangle the big triangle stabbing part was attached to the thin iron part so when you threw this thing you would wait till it, until they got close because think your barbarian has a sword and a shield um He's going to run at you. You're going to throw this pilum at him. And it, you're going to wait till he gets about 20 feet away from you, and it's going to impact. Now, the head of it is so heavy, if it hits your shield, it'll penetrate right through your shield. Yeah. Now, if you're lucky, you have it off to the side, and it goes through the side of your shield. Now, you have this literally like four, three, four-foot pole sticking out of the shield. You're going to, if you're going to yeah. run, it's going to go into the ground. It's so heavy, and it's going to bend. So what the pilum does, when it hits, if it hits your shield, it's going to stick in. But if you hit the ground with it, if because it's so heavy, it'll bend. Now you can't take it out and you can't throw it back. If it hits the ground, it misses. It bends. can't throw it back. If it hits you, it'll fucking rip right through you. Anything you're wearing, it'll go right through. It's heavy. And it's that was the thing. Right as the charge, the enemy, the Roman legions, they were supposed to take the charge. So as your enemy came barreling in, this big barbarian horde of, of Britons, all of a sudden, this huge volley fire would come from the legions and would decimate your front row. If you're lucky, it just hit your shield and you could throw your shield away because now it's too heavy. You can't take the thin out. But every legionnaire carried two. And you remember, you're eight ranks deep. So as you threw away the one, like, oh, thank God I survived that, the next one comes in. And then that nails you. And then maybe the second rank throws theirs or the third rank can throw theirs as you get closer and closer. That's raining down on you as you're trying to move it. And they don't have that in the movie. They just have like simple little spears that they sit there and wait. That's a, like a huge part of the yeah. Roman legion. That's, these, that, these that's more like that, that that's more like Greek 
like yeah, like, like a, a Greek, Greek just, a, just a spear. I mean, a spear is yeah, a simple yeah, yeah. weapon. It's been around for God knows how long. I like it, it's, but Roman auxiliary or allied, allied troops that weren't citizens. They would have had those. They would have been on the flanks. They would have been lighter infantry. They would defend off cavalry or something like that. The Roman heavy legionnaire would have had a pilum. Now they could be ordered not to throw them and try to use them as as a spear, but it's a throwing weapon. Yeah, I just looked it up on the Google Images. Yeah, these things are huge. Yeah. They're like as tall as like two guys. There, there's a big like uh, the Smithsonian Channel Imagine did a demonstration with it, and it's, it, it literally it will rip through a shield. It'll rip into you. Um, also, the shields Such are probably painted wrong. Yeah. <laughs> There's probably a ton of videos on YouTube of an English guy. There's always, oh, there's an, English always guy an English guy. guy yeah. And he was like, now we're going to throw a pylum into when a When did sheet. he turn Austrian? So, you know. Or Australian, sorry. <laughs> wrong one. <laughs> About, you know, mid-sentence. Crikey! Yeah. We're going to be in the Scottish moors! Fighting around the world. <laughs> Look, it's a stingray! <laughs> um... But, uh... Sorry, uh, Sean, you were about to mention yeah, sorry, shields. Sorry, so, yeah. so the shields are, they have what is like the famous Roman thing of like, the winds and lightning bolts, um, which are all symbols of different Roman gods. Um, I believe Mars, as uh, Zeus is the lightning bolt, winds of Mars, I believe, are the are, would be the winds. That's the famous one we know. Um, that's famous because that's kind of depicted on Trajan's column of the Dacian Wars, is that they this legion has what they're depicted on uh, as the Roman army is this big column with all these um, carvings on it and kind of tell the story of the war. And that's what this thing is. Um, and so they have that wi that wind and lightning bolt symbol. And there's a couple of speculation of is that that probably wasn't the symbol of all the Roman legions. The, the ninth was probably a bull that's associated with Spain. Obviously today you think of Spain, the bulls, the bullfight and stuff like that. Deep connection with bulls. Um, that also would have been maybe the legion, the symbol could have been like for their birth sign, like their astrology birth sign of the legion, or um, maybe they could have been awarded some sort Pisces. of honor. Yeah, literally. Um, they could have been awarded some honor and painted that on their shields. Because um, that's, like, during the Civil War, that's a big way how you tell which legion is which is the what standard they had painted on their shields. There's one in Dura Europis, if you have, I know Brian's seen it, where it's got like Christian motifs painted on it. So there could have been a little individual variation between soldier, but there probably would have been a big standardized vert of like relief for painting on the shield. And it probably wouldn't have been that one for the Ninth Legion. I think the problem is, is that, you know, the stuff is so fragile and it doesn't last. Yeah. There's, so there's only, only much so much, dig, there's only so much we can know? dig up and find. It's amazing what we do know, but if you look at all the real serious Roman digs, I mean, there's under, well under a hundred. And it's amazing how we be able to piece these things together. That's the unfortunate thing with history is that you know the more uh, the farther the, the further back it goes, just the more nebulous it gets. You know? I think they say within one generation, ninety-nine percent of like oral history is lost, and that's why you have to record it. I mean, think of all the World War II stories that have been lost because a people didn't talk about it, b they told the wrong person. Like, you know, how many people have heard the coolest fucking story ever? And they told it to like you know somebody doesn't yeah. give a shit. Well, yeah. And then dude, I was there on D Day, and the, you know, his wife is like, uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, so you know, oh. right? Exactly, dude. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times I'm sure you have as well. Like family members from like World War II veterans I've met, and it's like, do you have all this information? They're like, yeah, we do, but we're we, we're thinking about throwing it away. It's like, don't do that. <laughs> you know. Yeah, you you got to deal about a time where most people don't read and write too. You know, legionnaires 
a lot of people had classical education. They probably most more people than you think probably could have read it right. Most people were farmers that lived at the height of their village, legionnaires. You know, maybe they could maybe they could write their name, but you know, it's it's tough to it's difficult to say. Um, also, stuff doesn't survive, and the classic thing of when you're in the army, you don't give a shit about what equipment you're not. You know, you don't, you don't know you have an M16. Like, you, maybe you know that, but like, what were your boots called? Like, I don't fucking know what boots I had. Like, it's probably it's right, the same thing forever. <laughs> like, remember, remember the ranger, right. ranger Warren, this guy yeah. we used to uh, play airsoft with and stuff. He was a reenactor and a ranger in Afghanistan, and he used to joke around with reenactors because he'd be like, "I don't know who fucking made my plate carrier." <laughs> Like, Mike, you were in Iraq and you were deployed. Who made your plate carrier? You wore every day of your deployment. Um, oh, well, what you wore it every day. How do you, how do you not take note of every, every single thing? How, <laughs> yeah. What's the contract number for the cell phone, for the, you know, yeah, the number exactly. for the company? Like, you wore it every day. So, yeah, right. people still remember that stuff. Right. Right. I, I, and, like, and here's the thing is, like, the, the funny thing is I actually understood and knew that shit, but I just... Cause I know I know how to read a contract number and all that shit. I just like I didn't give a fuck because it was like, oh, I looked at it. I probably remembered it at one point. I'm like, oh, I'm never gonna forget this. And then, so even if you yep. get somebody that like knows the shit, it's gone. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> By the way, holy fucking shit, John! That's oh, awesome. did you watch that? Oh uh, my YouTube? god! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> holy. Crap. I, didn't uh, I put a link of the pylum. Yeah, the pylum. Like, I, I, is it an English oh. guy throwing it? It is an Englishman throwing it, yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's yeah. always an English guy. <laughs> it, it, like, I wasn't picturing the elongated, like, like, yeah. like, it's like a foot long. Yeah, like, I thought, like, maybe it was like wood and then it had like a head. Nope. It's, it's and a foot, here yeah, you go sexualizing my comments next, but it's like a head, <laughs> like a head long, long phallus head. Yeah. shaped but object. Like, like that, that tip is like, yep, here we go. That tip is like <laughs> a foot and a half long. Like it's just so big. It's so big. <laughs> I don't think I could take it all in. <laughs> yeah. like, exactly. I that's what the, the guy who's hammer. getting hit with it says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My God, dude! Like I wasn't. Ex- here comes biggest <laughs> <laughs> what was the fucking like Roman semi-automatic like thrower, what? arrow thrower? Oh, the, the scorpion. That's probably what you think. Yeah, that's probably the scorpion. Yeah. Oh, yeah, what's the, um, the Latin or no? Name? Yeah, the uh, the bolt shooter thing. Yeah, ballista. It, the ballista. Yeah, yeah. The ballista. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ballista. Yeah. That's what. It, yeah. 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 Not semi-automatic. You had, to, you had to crank it back. It's literally just a big crossbow. <laughs> There's probably a video of an English guy shooting yeah. one of those. I I think yeah. I think you're thinking of um. I think you're thinking of the next generation of, of warfare, um, but I know which one he's talking about. It's the one like yeah. you put like it's like a it's like you put like a cartridge thing and the arrows would feed down. I know what yeah, he's talking like, about, like but I think it's but like I think that's like but I think that's like way. There's, way there's a medieval wrong. Chinese thing they yeah. think they've found that you could like pump and it would like pull the the string back and fire. It wasn't very. It didn't have much penetrating power, but, but it was you could launch a lot. The ballista is Roman though. The ballista, the ballista is Roman, but it's not so automatic. Yeah, the ballista you would, is what you you're would, thinking you of. Would, you no. would, sorry, that was just the. Ter- I, I just meant because they could fucking get like five sh- arrows off, or bolts off a minute. Like it was for its time. I mean, you know, like it was. Yeah, that yeah. that would have been more, more like crazy siege technology. equipment that would have been packed away in the oh, baggage range. Yeah. But if they were under siege, it would have brought up. In your mountain yeah. camp, you set up your ballista on the corners, so they would have been set up. You would have had them, and you would, they would have been deployed, but on the mark, you know, in the camp, not not something you would just set up in the field. Well, yeah, it was just you know the Romans were just fucking crazy with all this stuff, like you know the this 
like if you look at the the Jewish wars and or the Jewish revolt and everything, like you know the I forget what the siege of it starts with an M. You know the big, Masada uh, fortress city, Masada, yeah, Masada, Masada yeah. which you know like lasted like, for ten years or six months, whatever you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it, <laughs> as soon as as soon as the scale. ramp was done to get up to the fort, they killed themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. So loving it though, great conversation, Sean. I've learned a lot actually. Yeah, if I listen, I, yeah, I'm, me too. I'm glad to have. I'm glad to be at Beyond. I, You're not an expert, like my fucking yeah. ass. I'm not. <laughs> Fuck you, yeah. Well, in the third century, they used to do. Uh, yeah, you're a fucking expert. Like, um, so they get back in this. Yeah, I mean, overall, this film just like was boring and was a letdown. Because I was like, oh, cool Roman movie. Like a lot of people have talked about it. I talked to some friends. They recommended. It. I'm like, awesome. And then it's like, oh, like if I miss the first 20 minutes, this could be like Lord of the Rings or like some other general. How dare thing. you like, insult the, the legacy? Standard, but, like, sorry, but I just mean <laughs> that you know, just a general Trump to the woods. Or I don't know. But like my gold standard for Roman stuff is like Gladiator. Or, like, you know, um, the TV show Rome, which is great. Or even segments of the original Ben-Hur. I don't like the new one. But, like, you know, like in the original Ben-Hur, I think the best scene of that movie is the fucking um, galleys and everything. The rowing and everything. Oh, my God. There's, nothing has been made that can compete with that. But, like, yeah, it just, it was a real letdown. And it was, like, okay, battle in the beginning a little bit. But, like, like we just ripped it apart for the last fucking hour and a half. Like, I don't know. It just, it was a real letdown. And I just, I, I, I want a better Roman movie. Of I course. I want to find something that gets my Roman, you know, like thing down, but this didn't deliver at all. Yeah, so. it's, uh, you know, it's, like I say, I, I know it was, it was like right before, but it felt really much like I was watching Game of Thrones a lot of the time. Don't you own this movie, like a physical I, copy? Uh, in a, I, I mean, that's, I that's his opinion I, I, right I, there. I, yeah. No, no, <laughs> no. What is no. a Blu-ray? Oh, it's Betamax? Not, uh, it's it's also it's also not tied into my Apple ID account with also digital download and also the Blu-ray because I like it a lot. <laughs> Why are you frantically hitting so, escape? Yeah. What's uh, the commentary track? So like? It's it's actually pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, I I'm I'm biased. I like this movie a lot in terms of just because it. I know it's ridiculous. I'm very well aware it's ridiculous. I'm very well aware it's 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 based on true facts. Okay. Oh, I, there's no, quotation marks that you can't see. <laughs> no, but like, but like, but like, like I'm giving a reference to like you when they say like based on true events, like like Saving Private Ryan, like it's around an era, but we don't know it, even though you fairly heavily, you know, said no, it did not happen. I know it did not happen, but Historical but fiction. I mean, I mean, I. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean. Here's the thing: it's loosely based on Rome being in Britain. That's it. I mean, that's all that can be physically factual corrected on is that. And so, I, I, I know it's ridiculous. I know it's crazy. Just say you like it. Just, just yeah, do it. I, I was, I was. I was gonna. Just put the tip I was in. gonna say I like it a lot. I like, <laughs> I like it a lot. And but, but, but you know, I, yeah. I also, I also know that it, it has some problems. So I'm, I mean, that's that's where I stand on it. Um, I liked the cinematography. I liked, you know, I liked what they tried to do for for a small. It's for to me, even though it is high budget, twelve million dollars is not something that's small. But if in terms of like what the production company normally is based up with Magnet, they're kind of like you know maybe B grade movies. It's pretty good. However, 
it is everything we've already talked about and more in terms of its flaws and stuff. So, uh, but I, I, I thoroughly enjoy it. It's that movie I put on and I clean stuff and I have it on in the background and it's nice. It's like, Oh, there's that cool part or that's the cool part. But I don't look at it and go, this is cinematography history. Oh my God. Yeah. Like it's, you, it's not that you can, you can jerk off to the villains. Yeah. Oh yeah. Great. Dude, look at her teeth, <laughs> man. Oh, yes. Perfect. Yeah. Pearly white teeth. Um, I, I did not like this movie for How many dare of the you, reasons sir? I've said. There's even stuff How I'm forgetting you? about. I, I forgot to print up, and like it's just a lot. There's a lot to unpack. It's, go 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 with more that. Do you have anything this quick off the? Uh, he, he's, when, when the general is chained to the the uh, the stone, and he asks the centurion how many is left, he goes, "Only me and a small cohort." A cohort is a unit of 480 men. It's like half the fucking legion. Like a century <laughs> is like 80 men. He should have said that, or a squad, which is like 10 men. Like anything but 480. He just went for like ah, the, the cohort. The, people know what that is. Like that, that's a huge unit. And there's like seven of them. <laughs> Like, no, there's seven. Um, I, I think this movie, maybe that you mentioned the budget, but they immediately used the budget on cinematography. Like, this big battle they could have had, they just have seven guys run around in the woods. Like, yeah, no, for $12 million. I want to watch Deadly Prey. I'd go watch Deadly Prey. It's <laughs> right. Not, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, for $12 million, it doesn't hold up. Yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's cool. I like the things that go on in it. It's not a $12 million like phenomenal project it could probably be made for about a quarter of what it was if you took away if you took away the helicopter shots yeah yes. took away all the helicopter shots and and the close mountain passes uh, you could be filmed for a quarter of what it was yeah that, that's where a lot of the money went and like i said all the helicopters. Know that because they put all of the shots they didn't use in the movie during the credits they're yeah. like, we paid for this fucking footage. We're we paid for that helicopter. God damn it. You're going to apply it till it's out of fuel. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I wanted to give it the benefit of the doubt because it is a, it's not horrible. It is a movie that you can watch. It's a horrible Roman movie, in my opinion. But, you know, so just to throw him a bone, I gave him a five out of ten. Because, you know, it, it, like real people in the industry worked on this and they put their heart into it and they made something. And I got to respect that. Uh, I guess I'll go next. Uh, yeah. Um, I think I also agree to five out of 10. Um, it's a big bag of entertainment, which you can digest and, you know, forget about uh, kind of like what Nate talked about. Um, and that's fun sometimes. Like I, like I said, last night I was watching this, I was kind of having fun with some of it, you know, but at the same time I knew it was garbage while I was watching it, you know? So it's like, yeah, a little fun garbage a little bit tonight. But, okay, but, but it's garbage doesn't make you hate fuck something. So violent. No, no, no. I, I mean, like, here's the thing. Like, when uh, when you <laughs> when you like are, and I know Sean doesn't consider some considers himself an expert, but like when you are like really a connoisseur of something, you're always going to be biased towards that when it comes to a movie adaptation. That's how we are with you know, like me with World War Two movies, you know, Saving Private Ryan. That's how Mike is with World War One movies. And, Brian and, and Nate, you're the same. So I understand that Sean feels that way about it. And I, if I was in his, if I knew all the shit that he knew, I would feel the same way he does. I, I know that. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so, five out of ten. I guess I'll go. Um, I'll give it a four. Um, simply, obviously, for the reasons I've stated, but 
you know, somebody did try to make a Roman movie. And if you watch this movie, you say, I'm really interested in Roman history. I should get into that. Yeah, I guess, it, I guess it's all right. Like, it, it's a nice softball to get you interested in a period you probably hadn't heard of before. Or, or if you heard of it, you didn't know anything about it. That's that's what I'll give you. It, it's fun. It's exa- yeah, it's action-y. Yeah, it's my opinion. My, you know. Four it, out of ten. It, it it can go only go up from here. Is what yeah, it can it can yeah. only go up from here. Gladiator's yeah. <laughs> a little better. HBO Rome is good. You know, as Brian said, Ben Hur. Like, if it gets you interested in the time period, go ahead and give it a watch. So, like, so, like, again, to mention our beloved savior, Mel Gibson, again, to Jesus. Um, <laughs> the pa- the Patriots, kind of what I feel like with this movie, in the sense that I know it's a really good entertainment movie. I know nothing of the time period, and so therefore, I don't know all the errors that it's causing story aside a line. I mean, like, you know, the equipment, the, 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 the whole, you know, battle strategy and all that kind of stuff. It's like, it, it, it looks cool. It's the same thing I found with the Patriot where it's like, you know, it's cool. I know if I know more about colonial history, I'm going to fucking hate the Patriot. And I know that for a fact, same reason why I hate certain aspects of saving Brevet Ryan and, and, and other things similar to that nature of World War II. Cause I, I study that and I know it verbatim. So it's, so to go off of kind of like a combination of what everyone said, it's like, you know, it, it's a great starting point to get into that era. Like what Sean said, it's a, it's, it's an interesting, you know, put on the background, you know, watch it, watch it when it attracts your attention kind of stuff with Mike A, you know, kind of keep you entertained and, and same with mine. And it's like, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I learned a ton more than I've ever learned about Roman history just within those two hours with Sean so if you can get a Sean, because he'll tell you everything that's amazing. <laughs> it's like, you know, this was better than the movie. Yeah, just go this get a Sean. Yeah, just find a Sean. This, there you go. Yeah. All this podcast, place. this podcast session was better than the movie, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> like Don't watch it, the movie. It, get a and, Sean. And, and, and yeah. that's the thing. It's like you know, we learned this way better a lot than more than yeah. we ever would have, yeah. and been and pointed in the right direction through Sean, which is fantastic. So it's so, yeah, but in terms agree. of the movie. Yeah. I'm. I am also, as I stated, I own the DVD. I have it downloaded. Like everything, it's a great thing to put on when I don't need to pay attention and I want to watch something that isn't guns but swords. I can clean my stuff. I can take care of my projects in the background. I can pet the dog, do all this stuff while it's on, and I don't feel like I'm missing anything too important. So, I am going to give it a little bit more of bone because I know all the work that goes into these things. You know, we've done our own projects like that. We know how hard it is. And even though when it doesn't come quite meet the expectations that we want our audience to do, I feel like, you know, we all know the work that goes into it. So for me, I, I feel like I'm going to give it a seven out of 10. That's probably going to be the highest tonight. Um, but, you know, I, 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 I have a personal just kind of bias to it because I liked it all the way back when it was on Netflix in like 2011. I said I remember I remember I used to watch this movie on repeat while I did my homework for community college because I liked it just in the background to watch while I while I fucking wrote this bullshit fucking project that I had to do all the time. So anyway, uh, might be a hand. Oh, sorry. I almost fucked that up. Seven out of ten screen Mel Gibson's. There we go. Now off to you. All right. So, yeah, like. As far as like the film itself, the entertainment value was there for sure. It's not the worst I've ever seen, but we've talked like about, you know, all the historical inaccuracies and all that shit, which didn't sway my, uh, my rating because we're judging the film, not the conversation, which was awesome by the way, before I so illicitly didn't realize that my, you know, recording app had shit out because my microphone got unplugged for 
a second and a half. But, um, yeah, so all, all things considered, I'd give it a 4 out of 10 um, because it's just, it's an action movie. It's not like a whatever. And, like, when I look at historical films, I want them to be more historically accurate as long as, you know, as well as being entertaining with the action and stuff. And there's just so much shit wrong with it. Like we talked about, like, you don't have to be a, a historical expert at this point, you know, or at this point in history to realize there's a lot of shit wrong with it. Like the, the medical scenes, like, again, you're, you're not going to have a huge gash on your chest. And then the next day or the day after that, like put on fucking plate armor. It's not going to happen. I don't care how tough you are. It's not going to happen. Like, it's just, yeah, you're going to have to deal with infection, blah, blah, blah. Um, the horses running for days on end, the people running for days on end. That's why it got a lower rating, but it's still not as low as other films that we've done. So, yeah, I'll give it a solid four out of ten, strictly for the entertainment value, because it wasn't terrible to watch. Nice. Uh, that comes out to, as an average, five out of ten for everybody. So, you know, very run of the mill. Makes sense for this film. Just uh, it's not a midway. No, it's not <laughs> yeah. a midway, and it's not a Pazagoria. That should be the tag. That should be the tagline on the poster. It's not a. It's mid- not a midway. midway. It's not a, so you guys didn't like midway, huh? <laughs> no, you haven't heard how we shit on midway. No, I, I mean it's a Roland Emmerich movie, so I could understand. Oh God, <laughs> that, that one was fun. When you get a moment, you might want to listen to that at work sometime. It's yeah, it, it's we we yeah. we were merciless, and we were all kind of like feisty that day. We for were cranky. Reason. Yeah, we, we were all like we pissy. ravaged the movie like the U.S. ravaged the Japanese fleet. Right. I believe my <laughs> words were: "It's not an entertainment. It's not a war movie. It's an entertainment film. Therefore, it sucks." But that's exactly what I just said tonight about Centurion. So, <laughs> well, I, like, yeah, yeah, I'm but, giving it a seven. I think I punished it by giving like a four out of ten or something like. Yeah, that. I gave like, it a. I, I think I gave it a zero or some shit. Uh, Mike a gave it a one, and you gave it like a three, I think. Maybe, oh, wow. yeah. What was the one that yeah. I gave a zero? Uh, that that might have been Midway, actually. Th- Maybe that's what I, 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 I think. I gave Midway a zero because it was so fucking egregiously retarded. <laughs> yeah, but this was. It, it's not the worst. It's not the. It's far from the best. I just wish they would have gotten more shit right, especially with their budget, man. Like, Jesus. We're talking about Midway now, or are we? Uh... No, we're talking about we're talking about Centurion. <laughs> yeah. Oh well, no Midway. Like uh, Sean, when you you should listen to you should listen to that one out of all the shit we've done because <laughs> you'll be sitting there, you'll be like, yeah, I agree, a hundred percent. Like it's 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 so terrible, it's fucking awful, it's the worst. Like it's just <laughs> it's really bad. We're talking about the it's, new one it, too. We're not talking about the old one. Yeah, yeah the good yeah, one, the, the old one. Yeah, yeah. The, it's 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 on the same level of. Horrific is Pearl Harbor. Uh, yeah, yeah, it sure. is. You're right. You're, yeah, that, I it give, feels like the same. Yeah, it feels like the same kind of movie. You know, right? I'd give Pearl Harbor a negative one. Actually, I'd give I give Midway a zero. <laughs> I feel like if you want, like if, if Bin Laden was still out there, you had to and you had a courier, you had to crack. You can just play like Pearl Harbor and Midway on loop, and like <laughs> two days, you fucking you'll be raiding the compound. You know, like, yeah. you're, you're well, I mean, I get to like play... the third scene of like you know the Battle of Britain and with yeah. Brad Pitt, and it'll be like uh, or Matt Damon or the fuck it is. Like, uh, ben Affleck, good try. Uh, well, I fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> the other one, Brian. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Third time's the charm. There you go. Fucking yeah. Ben Affleck. Yeah, 
Yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Had a had a teacher uh, in middle school that we do this thing on Fridays called current events, and we'd be like one or one topic was like um entertainment and shit. Uh, yeah. So this week, uh, Ben Affleck or Affleck, he was from Southern Indiana, and I was like, Do I correct him? I'm in I'm in eighth grade. Do I do this or do I just? And then somebody finally corrected him. He goes, Oh. And he did not change it at all. <laughs> so, yeah. Ben Affleck. Thank you. Yep. Yeah. Thank ben you. Affleck. Yeah. It's cast, not from cast. New York City where you talk like a toddler. You know? It's, it's <laughs> not from New York City where, where y'all talk like a toddler. Yeah. yeah you know, I'm, I'm from the Bronx. How are you? Oh, no. a, you fucking that was missed not a, it. You fucking missed it. That was an impression. That was an impression of of pusher, not of a you know the typical Brooklyn accent. No, I That's know. That's how the guy sounded. But I know. Brian <laughs> missed still, the Brian terrible. missed the content though. When you're saying from New York, y'all say things differently. <laughs> I drive a yellow cab. He missed it again. <laughs> you just missed it again. Hey Brian, if you're from New York, you don't say y'all. Oh, my God, dude. We were, we were talking about that. I don't think Sean has seen the clip yet for that. You missed it twice, Brian. Why did you catch it on yeah. set? I'm glad you did. But why did yeah. you not catch it here? Jesus. Yeah, some Any, guy anyway. had a New York Okay, y'all, we're going to go into the German trench. That's heresy. Like, we'll be like, get your hand. We're doing a thing, and, like, it's we were still rolling on the camera. Yeah, but, yeah. like, during that, during that take, like, Brian and I were standing next to each other. And we looked at each other, and Brian just looks at me. And he goes, "Fuck," and I'm like, "Okay, so like we're good, like because we weren't making any noise." And all of a sudden, as soon as Michael said "cut," Brian's up there, and he goes, "Hey, he beelines it, beelines it, beelines yep. it to him." And he goes, "Ha, huh, yeah, hey, if you're from New York, don't say y'all." Yeah. I yeah. I believe it was. I believe it was. I believe it was. Hey, yeah, you did great. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. But um, yeah. Uh, if you're from New York, you don't say y'all. Yeah, like, just like yeah, <laughs> he was like stern. And then, and then he goes, he goes, because I watched the footage yeah. here, he, he too. He goes, he goes, don't say y'all. Like, and there's a pause, and he goes, like, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. can confirm. And, and nowhere y'all on this planet is that okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit, Sean, I've been in a subway in New York City where we almost saw a stabbing. So like, yeah, fuck are, we, are, we are we done recording? By the way, are we done recording? Boston accents around here. No, keep keep going. Okay, okay, keep yeah. going. Keep going. Yeah, oh, yeah, um, yeah, it's There's no way. Well, that that's great. Yeah, it's you know, you guys were sitting in the slummiest piece of shit city in the world. I and, uh, in the world, fuck you. Uh, I, I do not like New York. <laughs> I'm a Boston man. Yeah, well, Boston, yeah, Boston baby. Boston. I go to Boston quite frequently yeah. now, yeah. Boston. You're wearing a Boston yeah. t-shirt, you fucking biased prick. Yeah, I was. Yeah. No, not you. The other guy. No. Oh, yeah, Nathan's got it. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Nathan's got his fucking little, oh, I, I'm kind of Irish. <laughs> the shirt he was wearing yesterday, Just too. the tip. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, laundry day is rough. Yeah, laundry day. I put my money into Old Bay instead of laundry. <laughs> yeah. 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 Old Bay, it's the best fucking shit in the world. Look, look, Mike Beast talking about you know rationing and stuff like that. How do you think I'm gonna survive? All right, uh, Old Bay, and that's it. Just One boom. can a day, Set. you know. What, <laughs> what <could go> on? <laughs> One fucking what? can a day. 
Dude, I would vomit so hard if I put a whole can of old Bull bay on something. Shit. You'd just be like, oh, no. you'd be like, God, it's... now I know what I was missing all these years. Why was I using why was I using just more on the wait, crab? Wait for the, <laughs> so the scuttlebutt I, so... special where it's the old bay special. Jesus Christ. It'd be like the terror expedition. You'd be like your teeth be falling out by the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, yeah. To bring shoes. this back to the centurion, <laughs> yeah. what was that fish sauce that the Romans put on everything? It was like Muknam. Oh no, no, it was um 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 what the fuck was that called? Uh, yeah, they have it in uh, Rome and everything. Oh, Sammy's, what the Sammy's hell was that called? Um, um, yeah, it was like fermented fish. Hold on, I will, I will fucking it. find it. It was, like it the, right it was now. the Roman ketchup. Yes. Um, so, God, you said, yeah, you said Roman about, fermented uh, fish sauce. I, I nope. said garum. Garum. Yep. Garum. Yep. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I can't get out of my head now that I said, I was, I'm like, if I poured a whole thing down on a, a piece of food with Old Bay, I just imagine, like, a Scarface scenario, just, like, <laughs> like, just, like burying my face in a pile of Old Bay. Like, I just come out with just, like, yes, everything. That's, that's yeah. like the cinnamon yeah. challenge or something. Yeah. That's yeah. Kill you, you know? What yeah. the fuck yeah. is wrong with that? What's wrong with that? Yeah, the Old Bay challenge. Yeah. Old, Old Bay, Bay challenge. challenge. I will not be partaking. We're going to make it viral. Yeah, I, I will not be partaking. I will, I will definitely. Later, <laughs> oh yeah, I'll push it. Good. I'll fucking make sure that everybody does it. I'm not gonna do. I have Old Bay in my fucking pantry, by the way, Nate. Uh, but I'm not gonna be doing <laughs> Mike it. Mike Birch's next video. Yeah. <laughs> Old Bay challenge. Yeah, I got some crabs that are three fucking days old. <laughs> you know, they're on ice. They've been in but... a truck for longer than you know. Right, been frozen for a few weeks because of supply yeah. line issues. They're a little bit thawed, but not bad. So we'll just <laughs> go with it. They kind of stink. They'll be good to go. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. And so, uh, oh, these are soft shell crabs. Easy, they're soft shell from Maryland. We got soft shell crabs. Not a big. They kind of smell funny. I eat the shells too. You know, they eat the good. They keep the good seafood around the crumpster. Right, here's the way to deal with rancid fucking seafood. Dump a whole fucking jar of Old Bay on it and cook it. You win! How do you think, how do you think we survived in colonial days? You know? Right, Old Bay. That's why it's called Old Bay. <laughs> they should turn fucking Maryland into like a nuclear proving ground. Like, like hey, hey, just because you hate the Rofo and it's leaky gas tanks, okay? I don't want that I've crap. I've never on seen me, gasoline right? get shot out of a car. It almost, it almost turns into Brian's grave. He almost died. I've never got, again, yeah, you know, it shouldn't come out of the car. It is what it is. You live inside Baltimore, you're not from Baltimore, you die. It was almost you're as bad outside as of Baltimore, you're okay. Challenge accepted. Let's do this. <laughs> we'll bring a fucking can of Old Bay and I will throw it at them. Every time you say Old Bay, it makes me laugh. Why? It's fucking good. It's it's the best fucking seafood seasoning known to man, but, like, it's from Maryland. Hell yeah, brother. I I just imagine, like, the the custom thumbnail for this for this review is going to be like an image of Michael Fastbender like holding up Old, old Bay, Bay. Or <laughs> yeah, a shield big, Old Bay written on it the <laughs> family size blue, fucker the giant yellow and blue thing yeah the family size fucker that like in like kitchen like restaurants use the one you mean the, yeah. you know, the one in my pantry <laughs> like, like, are you are, are you horse yeah. fucking me right now you've got one of those in there <laughs> That, like it's like from this Maryland. big. It's like this big. That's not it's good. Like that big. I was joking. <laughs> that's what we. That's the standard size of the Old Bay Challenge. By Jesus the way, Jesus Christ! Can, the actual can, you know, like what the, the fuck? Maggie style can. This dude, is dude, fucked. 
You have a you seriously have that much old bay in your fucking pants. I'm not joking. I have I have the one I showed you, and then I have one that's like this. I'm trying oh to fit it in God. my can in the camera. What the it's fuck like, are you get doing? It. Go get it. It's I, I, I can't now. pick it up, dude. You can't. It's like you can't pick I can't, it up. I can't get it. I can't get it out of the pantry without removing the door. You can't it's get stuck. your old bay up anymore. <laughs> this is a pantry. You know, a pantry is like a. You're, like a it's a sliding door. Take out and put it in. How'd you get it in? How did you get it? They, they built uh, the house around it. It's actually always been there. I took the door out and then put it no, in and then didn't. locked it All back right. up. No, Nate, listen here, penis. <laughs> Nothing a Salzo can't fix. Listen here, penis. Go grab that motherfucker right now or I'm calling bullshit. <laughs> it's what I can't get Would it, it with stop the tools. Get Go the screwdriver get it. and take the door off the hinge. You, no. you don't have it then. You're lying. <laughs> I do. I, You're lying. Right, for the next go button, tune in next <laughs> oh, time to see. Next week's guest is a big can of Old Bay named Ralph. <laughs> I'm not joking. You're it's fucking like, lying. If you can't get out I'm of your not pantry. I'm joking. What it's kind like of what kind of retard would buy a fucking? You gotta send him Old Bay pics. What kind of retard would buy that big of a fucking container that you have to pull? A Marylander. But you can't use it, so what the <laughs> fuck is the point of having it? You put a scooper in it, and you go, and then like you dump it. Uh, what like, sound do you make? Like, <laughs> That's the Maryland noise. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> is that the Maryland noise? You've lost, <laughs> you've lost a okay, lot of good. fucking respect and credibility from me right now. I had respect. You had a minuscule amount, which is now zero. And, <laughs> and now all the credibility you have. If you're telling me that, here's the thing. Either way, you're fucked on this one because if you're telling me the truth, <laughs> if you're telling me the truth, that you got you got a container of old bay that's so fucking big that you had to take the fucking screws off the door to get it into your fucking cabinet, and you use a quote unquote scooper to get it out, like it's birdseed, yeah, right? Or, something. or you're fucking Dog right. Food. Either way, you're retarded. <laughs> Either way, you lose. You get nothing. <laughs> It's all well, there, Nathan. <laughs> yes, it's all there. Black and white, black and blue, cruel blue, etc., etc., etc. Red oh, and white my. with some black specks. It's all there, <laughs> or it's not because you're lying. On that note, yeah. Yes. On that um, bombshell. So thanks for joining us. I don't know if this went as well as the first take did. <laughs> it went a completely different direction, but I like well, we're it. Well, yes, I'm calling. I'm calling Nate's fucking bluff. It's Nate, fucked. Do your magic and just make this into something. Uh, <laughs> Go. You spin me right. <laughs> yeah, meat spin. Wait, is that in the old? Is that what? Oh wait, is the? Is it full of just you know meat spin picks? Is that what this giant container is? <laughs> no no old bay. It's meat spin was not a picture, Brian. Wanted, meat spin will, was not I, a picture. It was a fucking stop motion. You, you obviously oh. never clicked on the link, Brian. All right. you know, Brian, what's no. wrong with you? Why didn't you ever go to meat spin? Yeah. yeah. You know those, like, in middle school, you take <laughs> you take like the post-it notes and you draw the things on it. So no, yeah, yeah. Th this was yeah, a yeah. GIF. This was a GIF, but it had the animation underneath it that You've sat through one, two, three, four, five, it to the beat it, yeah. of the fucking song by Dead or Alive. And it's like, you see it, and it's like, and again, my, my record was seven. I was I'm too busy going <laughs> in Ebam's world. And fucking what was your record, Mike? Seven. I got to seven. But, seven? And that was because my internet shit out. Oh, God. It was so fucking, 
Yeah, yeah see, Nate's got to go. That's very cute. It's that's like very a button cute. in a fur coat. Yeah, Nate, Nate's got the fucking got the fucking Pringles can over there, like spinning it around <laughs> like a helicopter. Like, yeah, my pizza Pringles. Yeah, the pizza um, Pringles. With the centurion, the, the, the fucking uh, the pike that we were talking about, <laughs> the javelin. Like, all right, uh, all right, I'm ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nate's spinning the chain. I thought. I thought I thought Nate was doing like the jerk off maneuver for us. Yeah, I, I, he was spinning the chain. Yeah, and I was like, "You spin yeah, me no. right round, baby, right round." <laughs> um, but anyway, if you guys like this content, check us out. We have a Facebook page. Patreon. If you like reminiscing about meatspin.com, yeah, so. be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Catch you next week. <laughs> all right anyway do we hit stop right now or what are we doing thanks for joining us if you enjoyed this episode make sure to leave a rating otherwise mel gibson won't stop screaming if you like this content make sure to check out our facebook youtube and instagram pages if you want to directly support our work make sure to check out our patreon All these links are in the description below. Until the next time, Scuttlebutt out.